Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoop's World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoop's World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoop's World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is Wednesday, February 25th, 2015, and uh, we've got a big show tonight. We're going to have Angela Matson with us, and uh, Lou Stowers stopped in. We're going to get a chance to talk to him. And, of course, uh, we have uh, Brewski's Beer Tasting. Uh, we'll be talking to Anthony Davis a little bit later. Right. And T-Bone's Time Out uh, every week, every week. <laughs> How's your week been, Peter? Yeah, it's been okay. Yeah? yeah. Some of this, some of that. Nothing too exciting. Good. Yep. Yeah, nothing too exciting. It's, you know, it's not, you know you, sometimes you can have too much excitement. You can. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Chinese proverb. Be careful. You know, I mean, uh, may you live in, uh, what is it? No, I'm gonna, now it's going to blank. Live well and prosper. Live well and prosper. That's a good one, too. But uh, the other Chinese proverb. <laughs> uh, um, may, you live in da- may you live in interesting times or something like that. All right. It could cut both ways, you know. It could cut both ways. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to having a chance to chat with everybody, and we're gonna we're gonna take our first break and come back and uh, get started. What do you say? Sounds good. You are listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network, and uh, this is Seven Solo. This is called Presidential Paper. Back after this. <laughs> Middle one up to the others. others Started with the crumbs Went hard in the paint Grinded on that end Now the crumbs big fine Keep a super bad 
bad bitch when I skate in the flow. Got a bag by a coach, pretty toes on the floor. Got a so fat, so my jeans stay sag. Price on the tag, just throw it in the bag. Grade A sticky when I'm smoking on the choking. Presidential sweet when I'm poking on the poker. New heavy metal when I'm rolling with the toaster. Ass so popping when I'm chilling with my loaster. Big six with it, y'all know me. OG Domino LBC. West Coast legend, here we go, here we go. With my partner from Virginia, Mr. Seven. Presidential paper, yeah, we read it. If you a hustler, then we can spit it. Your best break, Cali, Cali, we can lead it. If we can fit it, then we can get it. Motherfuckers on that paper, yeah, we read it. If you a hustler, then we can spit it. Your best break, Cali, Cali, we can lead it. If we can fit it, then we can get it. Mm, yeah, ain't no coming back. Cause we from there, this a new air, and I'm prepared. This a new ball, rolling downhill, raising the bar. We the all stars, repping both coasts, like a show bros. This is seven solo, that is domino. Puffin' Kokomo's, going with the flow. This is hella fat, and I ain't never lied. Don't be surprised, sure to get it right. Cause you see the shine, like a diamond. Oh, so divine. Pictures capture the figure worth a thousand words. Best you ever heard. Word. Old school ripping it. Get a ticket to the hustle on the strength off the muscles. Don't struggle. Permanent working it. Burning it to pieces. Doing what that I please it. Yeah, we read it. If you a hustler, then we can spit it. The best break, Cali, Cali, we can lead it. If we can fit it, then we can get it. Motherfuckers on that paper. Yeah, we read it. If you a hustler, then we can spit it. The best brain, Cali, Cali, we can lead it. If we can fit it, then we can get it. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a seven-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sharp Moe on the Wall, and you're listening to Swoops <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network, and we're happy to have uh, Angela Madsen return to the show, a Paralympian. And last time we talked to her, she was on the, on the high seas, uh, right. rowing from Long Beach to Hawaii. So we're going to get a chance to talk about that. And she brought along Lou Stowers with her. And, you know, Lou Stowers has been uh, in, in the uh, radio. You got them on, too? Uh, mm -hmm. You got? Okay, good. Uh, radio in, uh, in the L.A. area for many years. We had a chance to talk to him and find out how you two uh, got together and, and all those kind of cool things. So 
let's get started with the, with the row. I mean, uh, we had talked to you many times while you were out on the, on the high seas. It was you and Tara, and uh, you, you actually ended up getting there and making it and things. Uh, tell us a little bit about what it's like the, when you were finishing that row, rowing into Hawaii. You could see everybody kind of waiting for you, and you'd been on the, you'd been on the water so many days. Uh, what was that feeling like? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, but we could see land a, a day and a half before we could actually touch land. So uh, Maui, the big mount, mountain on Maui was the first thing we saw, and we were still like a day and a half out when we saw that. So then we skirted across the top of Molokai, and uh, we were being chased by hurricane number four. So we were trying to get in before the storm came. Oof, yeah. And uh, after we crossed Molokai, it just like water became concrete, and it became really hard to row. And and uh, as soon as you get close to land, you start doing this drive where you don't really rest anymore. So we were pretty exhausted. Yeah. You know, we were doing the drive to the finish line, and then it, it just like to have the wind and current kind of change and conditions change with that storm. I mean, one minute you're you're thinking you're going to be there in two hours, and <laughs> ten hours later you're going, oh crap, <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there Anything yet? Anything left nope. in the tank? It's like, mm. So for our listeners, how, how many days were you on the water? Um, we were on the water 60 days and one hour. Wow. And I could right have taken now. a few less breaks and made it 60 even, but yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we really weren't counting the time as we were going, so. Yeah, and the finish line was uh, Diamond Head Point, Diamond Head Rock. Yeah. So extended, kind of like free throw extended at a basket. <laughs> what was it like uh, getting back on land after that many days out in the water? I know you've, you've done this, these type of things before, but I, I got to figure there's probably several days before you kind of feel like you're not moving all the time. Oh, even probably more. The smaller the boat, uh, the less you can actually move around, stretch, exercise, and the, the more um, the sea affects you, so the longer-term effects of land sickness, I guess. I don't get seasick until I get to land, <laughs> and then it's like it, it took about three weeks. Yeah. After, um, usually like the able-bodied people, they can't uh, walk, stand. They, it's like they're drunk. Um, yeah, Angela's lucky she's got a chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say too, but I can't dance, you know, and I can't do wheelies, oh, I and I, that. I can't. I've seen her dance. I, not after a row. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't put the grandkids on the lap and wheel because you know it's like. My balance in my chair is off. And, right. And um, I was running into things. I mean, we went to Costco shopping and, and on the island, and I was running into people, and I was running into parks. Well, it's like, she does that anyway. <laughs> 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 Only intentionally. You know, she, you know, just she is an expert, not an expert. Former. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, the row was a tribute row. It was, it was you know, tribute row to veterans and, and things like that. And uh, um, that that was well received. I mean, it, it seemed like uh, you know because we were following you in on, on all the social media and, and again having a chance to talk to you and stuff like that. But it seems like people got behind the the, uh, the whole purpose of the row. Um, they did. In fact, the Department of the Navy um, actually gave me authorization to row into Pearl Harbor. Um, so after we got all the trash off the boat, got the boat cleaned up and had a, a night's sleep, or was it two nights sleep, we actually got back in the boat and, uh, and did a little jaunt from Hickam Base into, into Pearl. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, nobody has rowed or done any kind of human paddlecraft in, in there since the attack on Pearl Harbor, so, um, and nobody will probably ever get to again, so it's, it's it was kind special. of really cool, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd wanted to do that for, you know, 
ever since I, I flew back from Hawaii looking down at the ocean saying, I'm going to row that. We had been like meeting with the people at Pearl Harbor saying, can I row into Pearl Harbor? Can I row into Pearl Harbor? So I really want to row into Pearl Harbor. And uh, yeah, they said yes. So. Wow. Yeah, what a special event that was. And, uh, she's kind of downplaying it, but uh, she is the first human being, the first American to row into Pearl Harbor that's, uh, well, she's former military, but non-military since probably before December 7th, 1941. Well, and just think of that and think of all the history that has been through that area and the only way that you and I can go through there is on a tour boat Right. but uh, we were on one of those tour boats that had uh, mostly Navy personnel on it and uh, they were in awe of Angela and her feet just to get to that point to be able to row into Pearl Harbor and uh, it was amazing to me that how many people had already known about Angela and had uh, read her book already, knew her story. Yeah. It's amazing. It's uh, it's amazing, you know, the, the things that uh, we, we always talk about you when, you when you're not here, but always in a good way. It's amazing that uh, the, the Mostly. Yeah. That's okay. I like, the other, I like the other stuff, too. It's just growing. <laughs> <laughs> you have potential. You have potential, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the accomplishments that, you know, that you, you, you know, things you're able to accomplish uh, just Period. I mean, it's, it's amazing that you can do all those things, and and as you know, as I put on the website this week, you know, you you, you don't stop. Once one thing ends, you kind of take a little short break, and you move it into the next thing, and, and you know, and you're already training for you know the next Paralympic Paralympic Games next year in uh, Rio. Um, I don't think Deb's ready for you to take another big ocean row, but I, I'm sure you you got <laughs> you got plans to get back out there and do some other things our, that our way bank too. Accounts are <laughs> our, our credit to Deb's <laughs> ratios are way off. <laughs> uh, but tell us a little bit about uh, training for the. You've been you've been to the uh, Paralympics how many times now? Uh, this will be my third. Yeah, and and I think you brought back. Uh, the bronze medal last yeah, year? Yeah, I won a bronze medal throwing shot put. Yeah. Um, threw it farther, but there was a point system. Rio de Janeiro, no point system. So if I throw it farther than the other 16 women, I come home. What a goal. This time. <laughs> That's right. That's probably the only reason I have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do hold. I mean, you do hold a record in the show. You have the is it the world record. I do have the world record. Yeah, exactly. And so. I could actually row to Rio. That's what I was thinking. Just row across from like Africa, and row to South America. You know, if the Paralympic Committee asked me, maybe threw a few ducats on the project, I, I'd probably do it. You'd probably do it. You could carry an Olympic torch as you did. I could. I could row the torch. Row the torch. <laughs> If they knew about me, they might consider asking me. Just make one of the oars a torch. Well, I don't know if a torch would stay lit if I got hit by a big enough wave. You'd have to roll pretty fast. Yeah. That's like letting the U.S. flag touch the ground Yeah, the torch blow out. Well, yeah, that's, 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 bad, that's a bad side, that's isn't bad. it? <laughs> Definitely bad karma there. With the, uh, you, in, you know, we talk about the rowing accomplishment, training for the uh, the Olympics, but you—that's not all. I mean, you're you're involved in programs, uh, you know, teaching people how to row, and and and, uh, and and what do you call it? What's the, the adapted rowing program? And you do a lot right. of stuff with the veterans and stuff. Talk about some of the other things that you, you keep you busy each day. Um, well, yeah, I have the California Adaptive Rowing Program, and and we row at night. So I mean, 
in the morning I go to the gym, then I have a quick surf at Seal Beach sometimes, and then uh, then I go hit the therapist for my shoulder because I injured it way before the Paralympics in 2012, so I've been playing injured the whole time. So I'm actually like going to therapy for that, and then I go to the field and practice, and then I have a couple hours off before I go to the rowing program and <laughs> put people in boats. <laughs> and, and then I get home and I can't sleep, and I don't know where the day goes. And, and then I get on my erg and do a couple hours, and then I sleep a couple hours, and then I erg a couple hours, and then it's time to start the next day. So Get up and do it all over again. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Pretty much. <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> on days we don't row, you know, then I, I might get a night off here and there, and then I feel spare time is like usually – Speaking engagements, um, uh, just all over the place. I'm doing one for, uh, I think, St. Bartholomew's uh, Fish Bake Friday night. Um, fish fry. Fish fry, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I put bake on my food. But yeah, yeah, and then uh, for the Ready, Set, Gold program, that's a program that pairs Olympic athletes and Paralympic athletes, and we go and work with them in physical education classes at schools. The... Uh, pretty tough schools like in LA throughout the unified school district like I, I do my school is Venice so That's I go true. to Venice high school yeah and today I took the ocean rowing boat so they could see it and I took rowing machines and gave them all rowing lessons on the rowing machines and answered questions about the boat and the row and, and of course you know your your school your group of kids yeah. they <laughs> called me on the boat and I and you know and asked me questions so I had conversations with the kids on the boat and very nice pretty cool, but, that's pretty cool but yeah we're back to rowing three days a week and then Throwing three days a week and gym five days a week and try to get that little surf in there in the mornings. And I, I wasn't gonna do that, but I just I go I go by there to see my friends from M and M Surf School and uh, and Michael Pless there and, and there was a family coming to get surf lessons and there was this little girl there. And I was telling her about how I surf. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you don't have your board. You don't. I ran home and got my board. <laughs> my board and my wetsuit in the car. So I surfed with those kids. And, you know, and then it's okay. So when I go leave the gym from Seal Beach, I go and stop by there. And sometimes I'll have a surf before I go to training. Nice. The guys in the VA hospital, I showed up in my wetsuit mm-hmm. with sand all over. <laughs> like, you, know, you really could have taken a shower first. I said, no, I had to just come right here. I'm here, on time. Let's I do am this. on time. <laughs> like that now, Lou, I, you were, I, I, I think I saw you uh, on the dock the day yes. she, she uh, rode, a, rode away from Long Beach. How'd you, how'd you get involved with, the, with this and, 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 and following Angela and being involved well, with things? She was ro- uh, rolling down the uh, 10th Street in Long Beach ran over me. <laughs> no. um, actually, I was covering a Ready, Set, Gold events, the end of the school year events, uh, back in June, back at the end of the school year in East Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And um, all of the Olympians and Paralympians, not all of them, there was a well-representation of all of the Olympians and Paralympians that cover all the schools in the LAUSD were there. So... Mark Myers, one of the PR people for Ready, Set, Gold, uh, we were going through the roster. Uh, it's a printed out, kind of like a, a, a program for a baseball game or something, and showing pictures, and then, then he stops me and says, she couldn't be here, being Angela, and she couldn't be here because she's getting ready to row from row to Hawaii. Just said that matter of fact, like, you know? <laughs> okay, and then, then my brain caught it halfway back. <laughs> yeah. and said, Wait a minute. 
That's what everybody does. <laughs> yes. It's like, you row across oceans, and then it's like, just like a, they light up like somebody shocked them with a cattle prod. <laughs> what is that exactly? Yeah, it, takes, it takes a few minutes. Let's, first of all, I'm not going to row pretty much across my pool. <laughs> check it out first. And then you got somebody that wants to row across an ocean. Yeah. Okay, first of all, why haven't I heard about her? And where is she? And I live in Huntington Beach, and she lives here in Long Beach. So I said, well, give me your number before I beat you to death with this program, and I'm going to do a story on it mm -hmm. for ABC Radio. So um, I had a prior commitment down in, in, in Dana Point, and I called her up and, and said, are you going to be available, say, after 9 o'clock tonight? And she said, yeah, you know, it's a matter of fact, we, you know, I'm just going to be uh, kind of working on my boat and kind of doing this, kind of, it's like, wow, she, okay, I'll, I'll be there. So talked to her, did the story, and, and just was sucked in to the, to the Angela. Yeah. Uh, just the whole aura of Angela. And then uh, getting to, I said, well, how are you going to get the word out to this? I mean, you've got less than two weeks to do this. How is anybody going to get to know this? Well, I put all my money into the row, so that leaves no money for PR. We have the website, and we've tried some things, but I said, okay, all right, well, let me put a press release together, see if I can't get some of my friends down in the dock, and um, see what we can do. And um, luckily, it's a compelling story. We got people to do come out to the dock. We got uh, um, all the TVs in town to come. Yeah. We had uh, four newspapers and four radio stations represented. And the network also represented. And in, in between that, uh, Deb, Angela's wife. Who's here? Who's here? <laughs> Hiding in the corner. Qu quietly here. <laughs> that one later. <laughs> and Deb kind of gang up on me and say, well, you did, you're doing such a good job on this. Why don't you do the same thing back in Hawaii? I said, because it costs money. <laughs> so I do a lot, of, a lot of things for some other disabled veteran athletes. And um, so with this one in particular, this one, Angela is in particular compelling a, a story. Um, uh, so here we're trying, I'm trying to talk my way out of this, and then An and Angela's running interference, talking to me, while Deb is off in the corner talking on the phone and texting, and all of a sudden she says, I booked you a room <laughs> in Honolulu, it's a Lanai room, <laughs> and, and it's got an ocean view. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Okay, I, okay, a good flight, and um, it's my birthday weekend, so, okay, here I go. You could have hitched a ride with them. <laughs> she would have said, too much drag. <laughs> so, you uh, say that about anybody that's on the boat with you after the first couple of days. Get off my boat. I was trying to be nice, Um, we would have had NBC Nightly News there, 
uh, one of their producers is a good friend of mine, and they would have their bags packed, they were ready to go, but on July 19th, the Russians, or excuse me, somebody decided to blow up an airliner in the Ukraine. Yeah. And uh, so they were sent off to the Ukraine instead of the, the white sandy beaches of, of Honolulu. But anyway, I think I, I'm, I'm pretty proud of what we did on, on our Yeah, budget. that's that's the most PR that I've ever had yeah. in my whole life. <laughs> but yeah. it, so from New Zealand to New York, I think we did we did okay. That's good. I mean, it's good and well deserved as well because I mean it's oh, such yeah. an amazing feat and you know. She's that's not and, and the thing she's done it multiple times and and a few months earlier she she left from uh, up in. Where were you, Monterey, Monterey area, Santa right? Cruz. Santa Cruz, and uh, had to uh, had to had to kind of drop that one off and and, and, and re regroup. <laughs> that, just, that just goes to show you the, the determination of Angela. Yeah, I mean, you know, she almost gets run over by a container ship. Which I did get run over by the container ship. <laughs> My boat's got all the scars. It's got to prove it. And you still went out there and did that. You didn't learn your lesson the first time. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, I learned a lesson. Don't ever try to do a drive-by with a container ship. Yeah, this just the the determination alone, and and um, uh, it's it just so energizing just being with her and and uh, hanging around Angela and, yeah. and Deb and, and and the whole group. It's just an energizing feeling. Right. Well, it's been. I'd, uh, Six months now since since. Yeah, it's been about six months. And you, now you've had time to sit back and reflect on it. Uh, what, what are you? What are your thoughts now? I mean, did you? Was it everything you expected? Uh, My thoughts are. I just can't wait to do a solo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had done it. <laughs> but that's me because I wanted uh, that was a goal and I haven't reached that goal yet. So yeah. I can't be done until. I reached that goal. I think. Yeah. That's my ultimate thing. When you when you when you when you roll out the map of the world, what what ocean uh, is exciting you now? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know really. I mean, I don't know whether you know because I'm pretty good at adapting goals. Like I can change the ocean or change the amount of time it takes me to reach the goal. I mean, I'm pretty good at, did, at doing that. But I, I did want to row to Hawaii solo initially yeah. so I mean that's more economical for me anyway because I'm leaving from my home and and it's only shipping the boat one way back right right <laughs> exactly and it's in the U.S. so unless you get blown severely <laughs> of course you don't really need your passport you know but um yeah I don't really know the Atlantic again I just stay away from the Arctic ones because, you know, anywhere that the water can freeze up around you and a polar bear can come eat your butt, it's like, no, I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. I'm not a big cold person. Circumnavigating Great Britain and up around Scotland, that's that was pretty darn cold. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that again on a boat. No. Because, you know... What the crab fishermen, they can have it. You know, just throw a net out behind the boat and at night and just to kind of keep you there. And then you'd have breakfast and fresh crab in the morning. I don't know. 
don't mind the dehydrated food. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah, you, need, you need a big pot to cook those 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 things in. A big old pot. Yeah. Just too much work. Crab sushi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, the, you, that, that was the thing. We, you know, we talked before. You had all the the dehydrated food and stuff like that. But you did take a fishing pole with you. Did you ever uh, catch anything while you're out there? I never got to use it. No. You had a few flying fish just kind of jump in the boat, though. We had flying yeah. fish, and then, um, oh, my God, like a little, um, a baby squid jumped in the boat. Have you ever seen that horror flick where it was the giant squid? And yeah. the lady screams, you know? She's got her little blonde <laughs> kind of, you know, whatever. How, what are the, how, I don't know, the, the hairy. And she's screaming, and there's this giant squid. Well, it's like, we're, Tara's rowing, and there's this little baby squid that jumps on the boat and lands, like, three feet away from her and she's screaming like it was the giant octopus <laughs> and it was like okay well you've thrown flying fish before back in the water to save them you're this big echo environmentalist save the animals beat a person throw it back in the water before it dies it's like no I'm not touching it <laughs> so uh, I thought if I ever made a documentary I'd probably film you know the woman screaming and everything and then pan down to this little <laughs> baby squid you know it's like just and you know, because they get all mad and they turn bright red and they hiss at you, and it's like, and it's just like three inches long. Oh boy, could it hiss! Yeah. <laughs> it was just terrifying. <laughs> Did you have tartar sauce for it? Or? No, I picked it up and threw it back. Oh, okay. I saved its life. Saved its life. Yeah. Well, the Peter that I belong to, the last two letters are for tasty animals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! We had somebody else. Have, who was that? Had that shirt? That's the bit. <laughs> somebody came in with that shirt. It says, uh, "Meat, meat is what is it? Meat is murder." Meat is murder. Or, it's a tasty animal. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember the first. Two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lou, tell us a little bit about what you what you what you what you've been doing. I, I know that uh, you know, looking at your bio here, and then I re re remember the show. It goes back. You no, know, goes quite a ways, <laughs> man. Isn't it? He's doing radio at Fullerton and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but you've been, you know, you've been, in, you've been in, the, and he's been, he was on a recent uh, Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. Even, so. That's right. Yeah. Well, actually, the, the very first Buffalo Wild Wings commercial, a TV commercial, where the um, uh, the referee trips the the receiver going into the end mm -hmm. zone, or he's actually looking into the restaurant and said, and, and everybody's, we want overtime. So I'm, I'm the guy who's uh, calling the play-by-play. -play. So this could finally end it. Oh, my! That one there. Yes. That's, so, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've done some, a lot of commercials. Uh, worked with the, the UCLA Bruins football and basketball broadcast throughout the 90s. Yeah. And, uh, boy, what a run that was with uh, UCLA uh, basketball in 1995. They won it all. That's 20 years ago. Next month, yeah, uh, it's just amazing. And then the 21 season or the 20 wins that UCLA football had, and uh, it was just a wonderful time to be part of that. And also with the the LA Rams, I mm -hmm. uh, was part of their broadcasts for the last five years. Yeah, and with Jack Snow and, and, and uh, Bob Starr, and that was a lot of fun. And then um, I got a call from the Rams a few years after that. Um, asking if if they said said if there if there was an opportunity in St. Louis would you take it and cover us through that radio station and TV station 
So yeah, of course. So I got a phone call from the general manager of the NBC affiliate back there, and and then uh, uh, three months later I was back there, and we reunited with Jack Snow, and we re we uh, redid our show radio show called Rampage. Yeah. And uh, just had a lot of fun back there, and uh, came back in uh, 2002 and for and helped launch ESPN Radio LA and uh, worked for KNX 1070 for a while. And uh, then KABC, that's pretty much where I've been on and off uh, for the past uh, 10 years. Right. Uh, working there as a field reporter, now as an anchor, mm -hmm. uh, and filling out on the morning show for uh, Terry Railman. Oh, okay. Whenever, whenever she decides to take it. And out. she's with uh, Doug, McIntyre. Doug McIntyre. Yeah, exactly. Who is brilliant. Just brilliant. <laughs> you cover some local high school stuff too, don't you? I do. Thank yeah. you very much, Angela. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to come to a game or something. <laughs> well, tomorrow sometime night, when, uh, Friday night, rowing. as a matter of fact, um, uh, I'll be doing the uh, Miracosta High School. And I'll be at St. Bartholomew Men's. That's right. You'll be eating fish. Yes. I'll be streaming and yelling for the Mustangs and the Longdale Cardinals. Oh. At the cage, the CIF uh, championships. It'll be uh, one of the quarterfinals, so it'll be a lot of fun. Nice. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're here with Angela Madsen and Lou Stowers. We're going to take a quick break. This is Daddy Dewdrop, Chicka Boom, back after this. <laughs> Just 
My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live United. I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. For a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. We gotta talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics, or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted, and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hi, I'm Angela Madsen, and I row across oceans, and I've really enjoyed being a guest here at Swoops World. Thanks for having me. And welcome back to Swoops World, and we're here with Angela Madsen and uh, Louis Stowers. Uh, Louis just stepped out for a second, but he'll be right back. But uh, Angela, you, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, it, there's so many other things that have been going on, and we haven't had a chance to we didn't even cover yet. Uh, what's it, Verizon Uverse? AT&T Uverse, right? They, right, did, they right. did a documentary. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, it's like um, OC Digital Kitchen, I guess. They make documentaries for athletes, adventurers, whatnot, and then um, they they produce them for AT&T Uverse. So uh, they did a little mini-doc, um, kind of shadowed me around and got some footage from me and, and did some interviews with my family and my friends and stuff. Um, and then it just aired uh, last weekend. And then I put the link up on my Facebook and all, and all that. So it was pretty cool. It was it was nicely done. Yeah, yeah. They, they did a great job. And it, 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 if I was if I remember correctly, it's the page I was looking at. It was only one of three that are up there right now, right? Or did they have Did they have more? I, I only saw two other. I didn't watch the other two, but I think I, it was an ultra marathon runner. There's me now, and I can't remember what the other one was, but yeah. I think there were only three up. Yeah, that's very cool. It's a very talented crew. Uh, mm. the, the producer, director, is, is one of the cinematographers is, is from the Valley originally. Mm -hmm. And just very talented. I mean, you got to see it. And uh, visually, it's, it's, it's very nice, very appealing. And they caught the essence of Angela rowing, which is very cool. I mean, because there's not much... Um, not much footage of you while you're rowing out there. I mean, that's what people want to see. I mean, you you shred it out there. You know? <laughs> people want to see that. They, people want to see that giant squid. <laughs> that's what they want to see. <laughs> I, I don't call it the giant squid. I call it the intimidating. <laughs> it was very intimidating. You don't have to be huge to intimidate. You can be three inches long and be intimidating. Scorpions three inches. Scorpions three inches long. Oh yeah. Okay. I got it. Six inches. 
Oh, gosh. But I did have a fishing pole with hooks. I could put a hook through something like that and catch some fish, I'm pretty sure. You probably could have. (laughs) (laughs) So if it jumps on the boat, it's bait. It's bait, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Now, when you... uh, you know, we were talking about you training for for the for the next year's uh, Paralympics. Uh, is it are you good? Is it strictly the shot put? Or are you going to be doing more than one uh, event? Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, in in uh, London, I, I wasn't uh, the discus wasn't one of my events for my classification, but this time it is. So mm-hmm. they might want me to throw all three. Which um, I don't know. I probably should just focus on my shot put, but um, my coach says, you know, when I start doing all three, there's a little different technique. Mm-hmm. So when I was throwing shot put and javelin, I was doing the, um, um, what did he call it? Um, the trifecta? No, it was the, um, what did he call it? Shotvalin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of mixed up the <laughs> 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 so, okay, the blocking arm does this for the one and this for the other. So there's got to be a middle ground to do each one, right? So we called it the shotvalin. And so if we throw disc into it, I don't know what it's going to become then. How are you going to work discus into shot put and javelin? Something. I don't know. Snuffle off a disc. But yeah. Because, you know, it's like when you don't, when you focus on three, the tech, it's hard to master the, the proper technique to do all three. And right. Maybe you short yourself a little bit. Uh, on each one by not focusing on just the just one, one. you're best, yeah. best at. So. Do, you have to, do you have to qualify? Are you already qualified? How does that work? How's no, that whole I process? Have to, I have to make standards. The standards go up um, every year. It gets tougher to make the national team, and the standards always go up. So, so when's, the, when's the first um, ones of those? Well, a lot of it is because they don't, money-wise, they don't really want anybody to make the team <laughs> <laughs> until the last minute. <laughs> because once you make the team... they got to pay you to train. Yeah. yeah. They support you. So a lot of people don't make the team until the last minute. You get close, and then it's like dangling the carrot the, before yeah. the horse. You can get close, and then they move the standard again. The tape it's just like... Short. It's because they're trying to get the most out of you. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're trying to... Yeah. But so when when is your first sort of uh, tryouts or, or, you know? Um, there's a camp in April, and it's designed to break you down, and then there's a meet. Nobody qualifies at the meet because they break you down in April with the camp. So um, I got a little strategy going. And is that a local? Is it a local um, flight, or has you got to do some travel? Pomona. Okay. It's Pomona Pfizer, and the camp is at Chula well, Vista. There's yeah. a breakdown mm-hmm. right there. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I figure, you know, I'm injured, so I'm going to spend a lot of my time at that camp in the ice baths, getting taped with the trainers, getting massages. you got to be careful the coyotes down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, who were we talking to? Did we tell you this story before? We had we had a, a, a I forget his name. He'll come up with it. It was one of the, one of the uh, Olympic rowers. An Olympic rower. He was down there at the... the Facilities, Chris, right? Chris Snow, I think. And he had ju- he couldn't get online with us for the for the interview until like nine o'clock or so when his training ended. So he's he apologized like I'm I'm right now I'm walking from like this place to that place. Once I get there, I'll be able to sit down and talk. Swan, to Chris Swan, and uh, all of a sudden he's like, "Oh my God, I gotta go. I'm running." And we're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "I'm being chased. I'm being chased by." 
coyotes. Coyotes. It was a pack of coyotes or a pack of dogs. He wasn't quite sure afterwards what it was, but he got chased across the campus until he got inside. He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, the rowing, the rowing is down by the lake, and you have to cross the road and go up the hill to get back to the housing, and it's quite a jaunt. And and there's like rattlesnake signs and beware of rattlesnakes and all this kind of stuff. Out there. And there's not really anything from the boathouse down at the lake all the way up there. Yeah, I could see where he'd get chased by. <laughs> he got chased. It was either coyotes or dogs. He wasn't like I said, he wasn't sure afterwards what it was, but he, they were definitely chasing. They were chasing. He was out of range. He goes, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I think and we're cr- here laughing. We're because we think he's just was, screwing was, around. We don't really. It wasn't until he actually explained to us what he was doing that we were whoa. We just thought it was funny. As so be careful if you head down that way coach actually probably let him out of their cages (laughs) this athlete needs more work yeah it's one way to make roll time let's see who's let's he's gonna make the cut tonight (laughs) release the hounds release the hounds I think it was. I think that's what it was. Yeah. It was one of the rowers, but I think it was Chris Wood. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I did too until she said she's going to be a jewel. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's like, where it was at. <laughs> 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 we'll give you Maxine. Okay. Well. In case you guys don't know, Chula Vista is the Olympic training center. It's huge, too, isn't it? It's it's pretty... I mean, I've driven past it, and it seems like it takes up a whole multiple city blocks to get around it, but um, it could be wrong. Um, It it is pretty big, and and, uh, I I just signed some kind of petition about a month ago because they were threatening to shut it down for some reason. Well, usually money. Yeah. but, um, But it's still alive and well. And it's still on the calendar and the agenda. So good. I know. I know you do a lot of things on behalf of veterans, uh, and and uh, sometimes I see you post um, some things, and it usually elicits a lot of comments and whatnot. But uh, um, what 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 keep what keeps you motivated to do that? And and what are the, some of the some of the things that need to be tackled right now by the VA? Oh, there, there's so many things, and and they're working on it. As you know, we got Shinseki's gone, and and uh, we have a new guy, and. He was just in the news recently for claiming to be special forces. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, I was building up into, you know, it's like I was just before that happened, I was like, man, this guy's fired like 90 government employees for not doing their jobs. And now there's like 5,000 more that, that, oh, you know, so, okay, this guy's all right. And then this happened, but I don't know. I don't know. And we were just watching the news today, and there were two um, VA employees that that came out, not out of the closet, but came out about about, uh, losing or purposely uh, um, mislaying uh, veterans' files. And so there were two, like, whistleblowers that Mm -hmm. came out and were on the news tonight, and it's like, I knew it. See, I told you there's way more than 900,000. <laughs> there's millions. Yeah. There's millions. And they interviewed, um, I guess, uh, a veteran was owed like $36,000 um, in back pay. And they were living in, on, in the shack with no electricity because they didn't do his claim. 
and it, he was one of the claims that was buried. And, and there are so many veterans across America that's the same thing. Right. My story, it's their story, it's all of our story. Um, and, and if we all told it at once, we could create a, an explosion that would just be so massive that you wouldn't even believe it. Mm. If every veteran who's had misdealings with the, the government over their claims came out at once, it would just be massive. It would be more, you know, if it was an explosion, it would just destroy all of the United States. Yeah. You know, that's there's that many. So with all the hundreds and thousands of claims that are being pushed under the rug, how lucky do you feel that yours was actually granted a claim? Or I, has it been, really? <laughs> well, I finally got my grab bars installed last month. Okay. Um, but it, it took me years of fighting. I ended up homeless. Live below poverty level for years and years and years, and raising a child, a small child, at the same time. So, you know, the little red wagon that should be the child's toy was what we collected cans and bottles to live on, you know. Okay. And I could buy a bag of potatoes and a bag of popcorn, and that's what we'd eat. I got down to like 165 at 6'1 and wore a size mm -hmm. like six in women's clothes. For me, at 6'1, I was, you know. It's like, is that a t-ball stand or is that your knee, you know? It's like, this is, you know, kids come up and take a swing at my knees. But, um, yeah, I got mine, and I feel blessed to have gotten mine, but that doesn't mean I should stop fighting for all the other veterans out there who are going through this, and that I shouldn't, like, try to coach them on how to avoid some of the pitfalls and some of those tricks that they do. Um, because of, there, nobody is taking any of those tricks. You know, they're still doing those things. And you're still Losing battling. records. You're still battling. Not for my own, but for everyone else, yeah. What, I mean, how do we how do we change this? Is it is it who they put in charge of of, of the VA, or does it have to does it have to start higher up? Um, it seems like you know we we continue. I mean, I've been hearing about veterans being screwed over most of my life, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, you want to think that there's going to be some administration that changes it, or is it is it systemic? Um, and because it is its own basic entity, entity. The, how 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 do we change that, and how do we make make it go in the right direction, and how do we assure the veterans get what they have coming to them? I don't know. I mean, I thought this new secretary was on a great start when he started firing people for, you know, for losing people's records intentionally to make the numbers look uh, look less or like they were more proficient or like things were okay. Um, people that sweep things under the carpet, I mean, he started firing them, which is great, right. and that should happen. Um, there's a lot of people, and Debbie and I were talking about this, the military culture of not causing any civilians duress. Like, I don't expect anybody at the VA, uh, like the healthcare workers who have to feed their families and keep their jobs, to blow a whistle on what's going on for me, because that causes them duress. Right. And in our, our military culture, when I was in the service, we don't cause duress to civilians. You know, you try to attack the problem where the problem is, and that's not with our local health care people who are trying to provide the best care, but they've got hands tied behind their back, too. You know, it's like when they're, they're going to lose their job, or that's the, the kind of the way it is at the VA. You know, if you blow the whistle, you lose your job. If you lose your job and then blow the whistle, you're all automatically, it's coming because you're a disgruntled right. employee. employee yeah, exactly. and, and it nobody takes of, you serious. Yeah, right. nobody takes you serious at all. And there was one of those last year, but now there's two more uh, stepping up in the, in the claim side of it. And, I mean, 
if, if everybody just refused to do it the wrong way and started doing it the right way, that would be that would be awesome. But that calls for individuals, a lot of individuals, to to kind of step up. Yeah. And uh, and everybody's just in this climate where everybody's one paycheck go home, you know, away from being homeless. You can't take that chance. You know, nobody's right. going to have your back. Exactly. Wow. Uh, I wonder if there's, is there something that just your average citizen can do? Should we be writing our Congress people or, or, or representatives? Uh, I mean, how do we, how do we assure that these things get taken care of? Um, I'm not sure. And that's, that's also what they mentioned. It's like, um, you know, it's kind of hard to believe um, almost anybody when it comes to that anymore because they've lied about the numbers so often and so much that or the servantist organizations don't believe it. They've just been blowing smoke up everybody's asses and sweeping stuff under the rug for so long now that it, it has become systemic and, and toxic. And, and uh, it, the fix, I mean, it's uh, it's just going to take a massive sweep to hire more adjudicators, train people up properly, uh, fire people for doing the things that they've been doing. If they continue to do them, um, maybe they need more oversight. Some people say privatize. Some people, you know. Well, something's got to be done. I mean, because, I mean, every day we have more and more new veterans. I mean, it's, you know, and with needs. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah just, just, just more and more disabled veterans. Yeah, exactly. And sure. So. I mean, they're still, they spend more time, energy, and money finding ways to deny claims than they do adjudicating them properly. Right. You know, it's like they denied Agent Orange with veterans and all these cancers. And now they're doing it again with Gulf War and, um, ra uh, was it, um, uranium. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much uranium and there's so many diseases that they're coming back with. And, uh, you know, these guys are fighting and Vietnam veterans are trying to fight them. As, and the Vietnam veterans, are they're dying off faster than, than the World War II veterans did. I mean, if you look at the amount of time that, and the longevity of their lives, you look at guys from the Vietnam era where we come up with all these toxic things and right. all these Agent Orange and yeah. chemicals, and then you look at their lifespans, and it's decreased. And, and the same goes with the Iraqi and, and Gulf and, and all these other things. With who, knows the, uh, what, who knows what our sons and daughters have ingested? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's so many more birth defects for our, our soldiers, their families, their, their children are being born with deformities from um, uranium. Wow, it's horrible. And uranium is used in the uh, the um, bullets, the bullets. And uh, every time you fire a bullet over there, it leaves a lot of uranium in the in the dirt, in the soil, in the air, dust particles in the air. Anytime it gets kicked up, so our guys are breathing in it. They're absorbing it through their skin. Everybody is, not just our guys, just anybody who lives in that area. Right. So I mean, it's, it's worse than salting the earth. Yeah. So our guys come back not only PTSD, but all these illnesses that, and none of it's service-connected, and people are just burying the claims. I mean, uh, that would be a slow-growing uh, right. disability, too. Exactly. But you got to be covered for it, because when it, when it actually starts to affect you in a noticeable way, it could be years down the road. You know, right, and, and it uh, takes, like, an act of Congress to get them to acknowledge and, you know, and to actually service-connect it. But the service organizations, they all work on that, like uh, Paralyzed Veterans of America, Veterans of Foreign Wars. They all um, 
like we have lobbyists and we have representatives from our group that are in Washington that are looking at the legislation and then they come out with emails and I that's what I post a lot is like okay there's this petition going out sign this because our and then our PBA supports this and this is what they need from you or yeah. you know just to, to sign or support this or that I mean I do as much of that as I possibly can right um, but yeah there's uh, you know if a lot more and maybe a lot more people will come out and say hey you know and stand up um, but yeah it's, it's our culture just like doesn't expect civilians to be put into rest for our you know for us as service members right so we defend the public we don't <laughs> cause them to lose their jobs if you know what I mean I gotcha so you know well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's uh, we, we see some changes in our lifetime, and uh, for the better. Uh, I mean, changes could be for the worse, but changes for the better, and uh, some things get done. We uh, we are happy that uh, that you uh, join us again, as always. It's always a great time to have you here. You're gonna stick around for briskies. Absolutely. And Lou, yeah, I'm sure you're gonna you gonna have a beer with us. Uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, you're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're here with Angela Matson and Lou Stowers, and uh, we're about time for brisky, so we're gonna take a quick break and come back and do some beer tasting. This is James Today. Come my way. Back after this. Uh, come my way. So long, and ever since he left, I always thought I heard her crying. I still watched her as she moved on. All the time, I dreamed that we from the start were meant to be. Don't cry, little bird, pick yourself back up and try to dry your tears and learn to fly away again. Don't cry, yeah, 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 yeah. Touch the sky, touch the sky. Take me with you when you have to go. Won't you come my way whenever you're leaving? Take me with you when you have to go. Won't you come my way? Whenever you're leaving Just come and rise so high like a shining star See it just by leaving that you're coming too far Why you won't compete against the all for the cost All the men style you bring define natural laws The melody that brings together all as she sings Wildly different patterns and the style that she brings Come step up, reel up, reel up, hit me again With a little bit of something that you like When you come I'll be waiting there Ready to bear witness to the things that when you see you don't care about the superficial type when things you don't like. No situations come to bear. Too much time crying, many, 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 many tears for the cause. All the while you should sing your song to the stars, make up for lost years. Tears that they brought and gained from the freedom that you got. I tell you now, don't cry, little bird. Pick yourself back up and try. Dry your tears and learn to fly away again now. Don't cry, rise and touch the sky. Spread your wings and fly so high. Take me with you when you have to go. Won't you come my way when 
Whenever you're leaving, take me with you. When you have to go, won't you come my way? Whenever you're leaving, just take me with you. Hi, this is Ronnie Wood of The Stones for Rad. You know it's okay to rock and roll and party, because I do it all the time. Just let someone else do the driving. That's what I do. Remember, rock lives, and you should too. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. And now we have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to MyPyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Evan from the Bicycle Stand. Stick it in the big ring, and you're listening to Swoops World. It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. All right. Well, happy Wednesday, and welcome, uh, no, no, no offense here, but welcome to the most important part of the show, <laughs> the part where we officially drink beer. Woo-hoo! Tonight we're trying a new uh, a new beer and a new brewery. Uh, this one is from oh, B- Barley Forge Brewing Company. They're out of Costa Mesa, so those of you in the uh, Orange County, LA area, you got a new uh, a new brewery to check out. Uh, they actually have a tasting room as well, so we, we'll get to that in a bit here. But uh, here, we're tasting tonight uh, one louder. It's a double <coughs> excuse me double IPA. And I'm going to read to you what they have to say about their own brew. Shining a spotlight on hop flavor instead of hop bitterness, One Louder is the perfect brew for any rock star hop head bold enough to enjoy life at full volume. One Louder is a double IPA brewed with head-banging blend of Simcoe, Centennial, Chinook, Warrior, and Amarillo hops. But don't fear. All that explosive hop insanity is steadily balanced by a malty backbeat of Maris Otter and U.S. two-row malt. Rock out with one of America's loudest beers. So that's what they have to say about their own brew. Um, I didn't see a, uh, an alcohol content. 8.3. 8.3. So that's right where a double IPA should be. So that's a good, that's a good thing. That bodes well. So uh, here we go. Who's Forge in Costa Mesa? Barley. Barley Forge. Barley Forge. And, yeah, they're like right off those Baker Street and the, and the 73. Former sheriff by Corona across the San no. Uh, and the forge. <laughs> All right, could be. Salute. 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 
Well, Angela, you get to go first. Tell us what you think. It's louder. <laughs> it does hit you initially. Um, well, my first few sips of it were like, I don't know, almost a little unpleasant. And then uh, it kind of grew on me a little bit. But uh, it is definitely louder, a little bit. Not almost a, a strong flavor, almost like a flowery kind of flavor rather than a citrus kind of flavor of beer. I don't know, IPAs don't seem to hit me that hard initially. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, and it's kind of mellowed out as I keep sipping. sipping. So, of course, that everything does that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to. It's supposed to, right? <laughs> Lou, your thoughts? Oh, let's see. Um, how can I, let's see. This is the bouquet. <laughs> the, um, some of my classmates back in college used to tell me something about skunkweed. <laughs> you heard about that. Heard about <laughs> friends of friends. <laughs> no. um, yeah, it's a smell, uh, um, a little bit of a skunkweed juniper taste in bouquet. And then in the flavor, it hits you right in the front of the mouth, up at the top of the palate with that same flowery juniper flavor and it continues back to the back of the tongue. And um, uh, it, is, it, it is a um, uh, head-on collision. Is that a good or a bad thing for you? For me right now, it's, it's, it's <laughs> if, if it's a day like today, no. If it was a day like yesterday, yeah, where was this yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Right in the right there. there you go, T-Bone. Um, yeah, it's got it's got a little more a little more texture to it than than what's in my mug here. A little bit a little bit more to chew on. Not much, but uh, yeah, it's got a, definitely a different hop characteristic than the IPA that you know is the standard studio standard studio go to. Um, but I, I I like it, you know. It's it's gonna get me through, and it's. <laughs> I was hoping, based on the name, that the alcohol percentage would be eleven, just because. I mean, there's a lot of very thinly veiled Spinal Tap references in there, but uh, the alcohol goes to eight point three, and unfortunately, according to our scale, it's not gonna be able to go to eleven. So uh, we will see how it shakes out. But I I, I like this one. Peter, um, I am a big fan of. Uh, IPAs, double IPAs, whatever you want to call them, and uh, I like this one a lot. I like it's it's skunky, malty, oomph, just all right there, perfect. Uh, I love these types of beers. I could drink these all day, every day. If I you wasn't three hundred and fifty years old, <laughs> if I wasn't gonna be, if I made a dedicated effort to not be a uh, semi-productive member of society, <laughs> I could drink this every day. <laughs> Every day, all day. This is good stuff. Here's your leader host. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I'm with you. I like this one a lot. Uh, and I like it a lot on its own. But compared to what we had last week, it leaps and bounds way I think for the here. first time ever in Swoops World history, five years of radio shows, we have, uh, and we've, we've done beer tasting for most of those, we... we we threw away beer. Yeah, we did. That is never, oh my God. ever, a whole bomber of beer. We have never done that. Never. Homer's Alley 
<laughs> she did just, you had to just disappear. It Whoa. might have been one of the, I would have liked it. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> it was horrible. This is a, this is a good beer. It's, it's got, it's, like you said, it's got all the, all, all, all the, all the things we like in in a, in a double IPA. Uh, I like it's and it also has uh, some kind of unique characteristics. Uh, um, it's not I, I want to say sweet, but it's not sweet. But it's got that kind of uh, goes across your tongue like something a little bit sweeter. Right. Um, I like the malt in it. I, I like this one a lot. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Angela on a scale of one to ten, ten being best. Floral kind of thing that hit me. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to say like five. All right, blue. I'm gonna give it a, a generous four. I would love it to. Um, is this version 1.0? I don't know. I we, it's to new taste, to us, so we have no idea. version 1.4. They do have. I was just looking. They do have what they call their orange curtain, oh, which is an India pale ale, so no double there. So yeah. that. I imagine it's similar. It's got six. It looks like it's six point two percent alcohol. So I imagine that's similar without being uh, probably not that next level. So that might be. I'm, I'm sure there's the name prefers more fruity and less floral, probably. So. You got your stats going, brother. What? Do you, what? Do you, what's your number over there? Uh, this for moi is a seven punto cinco. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I see that, man. Um, well, as I said, I, I really, really like this one. Uh, I'm going with an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Wow, wow, wow. I, see, I was going with a solid eight. So, uh, uh, I wasn't here last week, but clearly you were affected. <laughs> we were beat up. You threw away beer. Yeah, we threw. I know it is. I mean, we and tried. we felt guilty, we but boy, we tried as hard as we could. It just. It was impossible. We didn't have any not... homies to throw it over for a minute. Oh, though. my <laughs> goodness. Let's go to the 7-Eleven and see what's on the well, Our final score comes out to a 6.6, .6, or if you prefer fractions, a 6 and 3 fifths. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, what are we eating with this? Mm. Well, this is one of those big beers. It's going to need a big meal to go with it, you know, so... Think, well, uh, Lou was talking about taking us out to Phil Tranny's after the show. Ah, so, yeah, we do we have time for that? That's, that'd be excellent. <laughs> um, something spicy, something big, uh, meats. Yeah, this is going to drown out all of your early stuff, your antipastas, your salads. You forget about it. You know, you're gonna forget about forget it. about it. You're gonna need to go big pot roast. Go big or go home. Caesar salad. Uh, that could possibly work. That could possibly work. Pot roast. Uh, you know, uh, prime rib, steaks. Fillets, yes, please. that type of stuff. That's this. Food. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and this will help you on your way for sure. Uh, so uh, it's that kind of a beer. Uh, but as I said, I, I love this enough. I could drink this all by itself all day. Would be perfectly, perfectly fine if I, I had nothing better to do. Barley Forge. And Barley Forge. So I was looking at the yeah. For those of you who are in in our area. Um, I won't come back up. It's it's right out so where the lab oh, I don't and the camp is. Yeah, it's like yeah. right, right across the street from oh, there. Okay. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, check it out. Check them out. They got uh, they get, it looks like they only have about six brews all together, but uh, uh, I would uh, the flavor I mean the intent is there. I can taste the intent. Yeah. I would love to taste uh, some later versions of, of their well, it looks like they've got at the moment six. six. They've got uh, Black Dahlia, which is a Belgian style dark ale, Don Perfecto, which is a Belgian style wit beer, El Paisano, which is an amber ale, 
Grandpa Tractor, which is a Dortmunder-style export ale. Oh, that's an Iowa beer. <laughs> the Orange Curtain, previously mentioned, and then the One Louder. So that's, I don't know how big they are, but they've got at least six offerings, and they're open uh, well, they every day of the week. If they want to send them to my place in Huntington Beach, I can <laughs> give them I can he can review all six. <laughs> there you have it, another edition of Brisky, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. That's Brisky, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Go there, join the Beer of the Month Club. And they'll send you a big box of beer each week, or not each month. Twelve beers each month. We are about uh, ten minutes away from uh, talking to AD, Anthony Davis, five-time national champion and collegiate no athletic champion. In uh, from USC, and so we'll be talking to him at 9:25. We're gonna take a quick break. This is White Boy Slim. This is I'm Still Here. Back after this.
I'm in the car next to you on the highway. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please, visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. This is me and Nasty, and I'm a Virgo. Yo, LJ. Gemini. You're listening to Swoops World Radio. Get with it, but get lost. Very lost. Swoops World. Yeah, we in here. I mean, sit next to me. <laughs> so this is how we do it. Listen. Okay, vibe with me as I speak. You witness in the legend. Black J, we repping 102. Talk story radio network. We'll be talking to AD in a few minutes, but uh, T-Bone's in the house. What's happening, brother? Oh, my. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. We missed you last week. Yeah, it's been about a few weeks now because we had a week off. And then I took another week off. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. How are things going? Things are going well. We need you to get right in the middle of that thing, brother. All right, I'll talk into the microphone. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, life, is, life is good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. I'm not enjoying wedding planning stuff. <laughs> Why ever for not? I've been doing, I've been exercising my yes nod a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you think, dear, that would be awesome. That's a great line, man. Yeah, Just so it's great. Not to even bother asking me about my opinion. Important yeah, stuff. There's two rules, well, actually, three rules to a happy marriage. One rule is the first rule is happy wife, happy life. Uh-huh. Second one is get on your knees twice a day and thank God she's nearsighted. <laughs> Third rule is repeat number two. <laughs> Peter, where to bike Orange County? Where to bike Orange County is a book I wrote, part of a travel series. Covers, uh, not surprisingly, where the best places to ride in Orange County. Uh, book has 80 rides. Uh, 50 of those are geared towards the recreational rider. 30 of those are for your, your little kids to crash and burn in a safe place without cars. And when they're ready to go on the bigger rides, you can take them on those 50 other rides, which range from very casual four- or five-mile rides to the much more challenging 50-milers, lots of winds, hills both ways, that type of stuff. Uh, Each ride has things to do, 
places to stop in and rest and relax, and it all comes with a it all connects to a, a companion app which works with your Google Maps that Swoop can never figure out how to use. Easy now, easy now, easy now. So he's constantly that, getting know, lost I in Orange County. I know how to use it. I just forget that I have it. <laughs> Anyhow, where to bike Orange County? You can find it in your local bike shops in Orange County in the L.A. area. Uh, it's the Barnes & Noble, the REIs in those same areas. And, of course, if you go to the Swoop's World homepage or any page, you will find a banner ad which will take you to it. On Amazon, It'll be delivered to your front door, and uh, we'll earn a few pennies that way. Exactly. So check it out. Where to bike, Orange County. DraftKings, man. DraftKings.com is your one-stop shop for all of your casual, non-committal fantasy sports desires. If you <laughs> would like to pick a team, see how they do for a week, throw them away, and start over, start from scratch next week, this is your place to go. Um, if you're into fantasy basketball or fantasy baseball, you can you can really go nuts on uh, DraftKings because it's, you get to pick a bajillion people. And the tricky thing with those both of those is that they're playing games every day of the week. So setting your lineup in the course of a season is exhausting. But if you just go like, yeah, we're talking about people who are going to play on Friday. Bam, 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 bam. Let's see how it does on Friday, and then you win, you lose, you move on. So uh, if you are on swoopsworld.com right now listening to the show, look over on the right side of the page, click on that little thing that says DraftKings, and you will get a free entry into a big money giveaway. Um, if you are not on the on the website right now, then just uh, go ahead and when you get a chance, go to your browser, type in www.swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings. There's three W's in there, I promise. And uh, check it out. It's a great time. <laughs> Audible.com. Audible.com is, uh, check it out. If you go to Audible, super, oh, God. AudibleTrial.com. AudibleTrial.com forward slash Swoops World. There you go. You had a good run. I know. He did have a good run. He had about three weeks. Anyhow, if you, uh, if you go there, uh, you will, you can sign up. Your first download will be free. Audible uh, has over 250,000 titles. And there's so many. Oh, somebody's already somebody's already jumping on it. Uh, there are so many. Is there an echo in here? Uh, it's an echo. 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 Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand titles. We're, lots we're, of we're lots of great um, uh, actors and readers. Uh, people really talented. And there's something for everybody. Swoops read like fifty or sixty thousand. <laughs> Uh, sniper books now? What do you have now? Uh, you know, uh, right now I'm, list I'm reading, uh, uh, listening to Echo Burning. It's a Jack Reacher one. But I'm really excited because next week, next week our guest is Andrew Peterson, who's the author of the Nathan McBride series, which is the first ones I got into, uh, uh, you know, on Audible. And uh, I'm, he's our guest, and we'll, he'll be calling him as we talk to him about uh, his books. He's got a new one coming out. He's got Wants to Be Made into a Movie. And uh, his narrator is always Dick Hill, who I think is the best narrator uh, in this genre, at least. Well, thanks uh, a lot. Un unaudible. <laughs> <laughs> you, doing, you doing the sniper books? <laughs> I said this genre. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I said in this genre, see? Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you go from sports to sniper just like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so but right now is, is uh, I'm doing a, a, a Jack Reacher book, uh, Echo Burning. There you go. Well, as we said, 250,000 titles, lots of great talent out there. Uh, you know, while you're, while you're, tra while you're traveling, while you're 
working out, you know, lots of great opportunities to listen to a book. Check it out. Audibletrial.com forward slash Swoops World. And uh, if you go that route, Swoops World will earn a few more pennies. So check it out. Exactly. Hey, for all your fitness needs, check out our good friend Jack Nunn over at Row Works Fitness. He's got indoor rowing, boot camp, personal training, and much, much more. He's actually done a whole lot of specializing in triathlon, training triathletes also. So give him a call at 562-688-1716 or drop on by the boathouse at 5750 Boathouse Lane here in Long Beach. Or go to the website, www.rowworks.com. Let them know the Swoops World sent you, and your first week is free. No way. Yeah, exactly, man. That's, that works. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. For free? For free. free. We are going to be uh, giving our good friend AD a call here. show we want to welcome our regular contributor and good friend Anthony Davis who's a five-time national champion uh, and a, a five-time uh, all-american at, at the USC in uh, football and baseball I played in the NFL the CFL and uh, the World Football League as well AD how you doing man doing good how are you good man I got a hey, just real quick I got a guy sitting in here who says he knows you so uh, you want to give a you want to give a shout out to Lou Stowers. Uh, he's a he's a reporter and a, a sportscaster, and says uh, you guys used to go to some steakhouse over in Westwood. Uh, I don't believe you ever hung out in Westwood though, bro. But uh, we'll go through. I, I've been to, what's the name of the steakhouse? It was a covert operation there. It was up at the top of uh, man. Gosh, it was the top of some. Uh, yeah, um, Mike was the proprietor there, and man. It was his last name. I know that. I can see it up on the top. And you're, man. I, I, ah. Well, he's an elderly gentleman, so his memory's <laughs> shot. So. Yeah, or you should have done it with the Bruskies. Yeah, you, you, you got to hit the Bruskies, AD. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That's okay. <laughs> he's a Bruin, AD. Watch Thank out you. for him, though. No, no. no. <laughs> I got. How you doing, man? Fine. Uh, let's uh, let's just jump on into it. Uh, the combine this week, and uh, I heard a lot of talk about the uh, the uh, the forty. Uh, they were talking about the quarterbacks and what they were running the forty in, and and Winston's times versus uh, Mariota's times. Uh, then I heard some uh, some uh, executive type guys from the league saying it really that doesn't really uh, matter to them as far as. The quarterback speed. Uh, they don't need a guy who actually runs a four nine or or four eight and uh, I mean a four four or four or four or four three or four four. And uh, that you know the fact that Winston ran a, like a four eight or four nine eight or something like that doesn't really bother them because they they want those guys in the pocket anyway. They want them to be able to re- make their reads and, and they don't really care about that downhill down downfield speed. What were your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, depending on what system he goes to, but put it this way, James Winston has game time speed, if you know what that is. He might run a 4-7, He might run a 4-6 in the game. Periodo, uh, his situation is, look, he's a, he's a great athlete. You've got, you got to get in a system where he's going to hone his abilities. 
I think Chip Kelly would be a great place for him in Philadelphia. But if anybody would just want to build and put pieces around both of these guys, I think they're going to be both good pros. But far as NFL ready, it's just definitely Jameis Winston. And his feet are good enough. Well, I mean, put it this way. Anybody saw Tom Brady, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, so uh, but Tom Brady from, from the shoulders on to that head, he's a master. But those two, those two will be fine depending on what system they go into. We, we we talk each week, and, and you 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 always you always uh, are very sp- specific about the right system for the right players, and and and, and we've seen it. We've seen it throughout the year, uh, and during the uh, during the uh, the playoffs and or, or throughout the season um, on uh, the collegiate as well as the pro level. Um, and when you talk about guys who are, are, are pro ready, uh, especially in the in the quarterback position. And guys that are, are have to fit into a, a specific system that runs the type of offense that they ran in college, there's not that many opportunities for him uh, to to play in that same system. Like you said, if Mariota goes to play for Chip Kelly, he'll be fine. But the, Chip Kelly is only one of the, just a few teams that run that type of offense. Uh, what happens to a guy who gets drafted by a, a team with the, the you know plays a traditional pro offense? Well, first of all, I mean, you know, like I've always said, is this. The, the ability and the talent of a coach is to take a player and to figure out what works with him. That's the talent of a coach and an offensive coordinator. Everybody's not blessed with that. There's only a few guys can do that in any area. So I'm just saying, if, if, if you, for example, if, if, if Marietta goes to uh, a Green Bay, if he went, for example, Green Bay or San Diego, now they would, they, they would have to be able to put the right pieces around him to make it work. That's how it works. You know, everybody was wild. Well, this guy was so good. How come he didn't make it? Well, half the time it's because he's not in the right place at the right time. And a lot of times, guys who have the ability, they go in a place where they develop these guys and they have the right piece around him. That's how they flourish. So that's what they, that, that's what has to happen. Now, you take it. Jameis when goes to Florida, as everybody's projecting him to go to. Well, they, Lovey Smith's going to have to project and put pieces around this kid to let, let his ability flourish. On any given day, if he doesn't do that, he he, he could be washed up. I mean, it doesn't matter. You got to have look. One guy does not win a football team. It, he he can lead the team, but it's going to take ten pieces on on offense, and it's going to be eleven pieces on defense. It's a whole team concept. So I mean, wherever these guys go, the the coach has to be have the right mind to know. You figure out his ability, and I'm gonna build pieces around his ability to compensate for what he can do where he's, where his weaknesses and his strengths are. And some coaches just don't do that. They make them conform to a system, and they don't. And they don't. They do not flourish. Right. We, we've talked to you previously about the combine and, and your thoughts on whether or not it's it's something that people really need to do. You said there was no combine when you came out, um, but there's a, you know it's it's playing you know it's played all week long and they had you know little updates. I get notified a little updates. This guy just did this. This guy just lifted this much weight. This guy just ran this 40. Uh, how important is the combine for for a player that's actually had national coverage all year long, as opposed to some you know a, a kid who's played at a, a, a school that didn't get the type of press that a, you know a lot of the bigger name schools got? Well, here's the problem with today's college division one. There's so many talent. There's so much talent out there now. Sometimes you got to get invited to the combine. And the guys in the lower school divisions, you know, that helps a little bit. I think I think the combines are somewhat overrated in terms of what they do. I think it's a lot of Hollywood in the far as far as it's a lot of hype to that. It's a lot of Hollywood to it too. 
But uh, the bottom line is, like I said, depends on what team you go to. Yeah, you can go run the 40. You can lift the weights. You can go through all the agility drills. You can go, go through the mental testing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can do all of that, but there's a lot of merit to that. I mean, a lot of people say, well, you know, Jameis got some issues off the field. We need to get into the psychological background of these ball players. I mean, a lot of that stuff just, you know, it's not even worthy of uh, anything. I mean, when I was coming out, you didn't have any of those things. All they wanted to do was be able to spell your name right and run a 40. That was about it. <laughs> so, so, so a lot of a lot, a lot of that stuff, you know, the guy benches, you know, the 225, 35 times. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you know, and half of these guys, you know, you've got 32 rounds, and half of these guys you ain't going to hear about in two years. I mean, you know, this is one of those things. And as far as I'm concerned, the NFL draft and all the drafts, they're crapshoots. There's so many players coming out now. You know, a lot of these general managers, unless they really study, study hard, and, and really, and you go from team to team, their scouting department's a bit uh, better than the next one. I understand that in a, the draft is really a crapshoot. You really don't know what you're going to get out of that. Only you know if you have a good if you have a coach that's focused on the talent he's bringing into a team. You got pieces you add and stuff. You got the spare tires that can make your team either better or the same. Then you then then, then you're fine. I mean, you you criticize uh, the Patriots in terms about how people perceive them as cheaters and stuff. The only thing I can give my hat off to Belichick and the organization. He's always been there and consistent. He's been consistent. And all they do is add pieces, and they're always there knocking on the door for the Super Bowl. So the only thing is they got a cloud over their head with the, the, the flake gate and all this other stuff, the, the cheat and all that kind of the projection out there. But at the end of the day, they've been the most consistent team in football. Another team is, like I said, the Seahawks, which blew the Super Bowl this year, But uh, as far as I'm concerned. So the thing is, the combine and all these players, I think they put a lot of guys in the mix, and they hope hope they stick on the wall and, and they're flourishing. But the problem is there's so much talent out there now. Are they really making the right choices? And I think that's one of the biggest things that you got. They're pulling hairs up. Well, did we draft this guy right? Or this guy over here that went in the second, third round with this team? He should have been our first round pick. So those are the kind of things I believe are going on in these draft rooms. Ad, this is Lou Stowers. You and I used to hang out at Monty's there in Westwood. There you go. How you doing, man? There you go. Yeah, that's right. Hey, now, you were there. You played. Now, if you were scouting for, say, Pete Carroll and looking for a replacement possibly for Marshawn Lynch, how would you scout this year's crop? First of all, uh, it's hard to find a Marshawn Lynch. There's something about him. If you say his engine, he's a 327 engine with some blowers on it. (laughs) Right. Are you going to find another 327 with the blowers on and the way he runs and Not takes punishes? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to find somebody. It's hard to find guys like him and Adrian Peterson. These guys can run inside and out. They can run over you. They can roll with you. They can catch the ball. They can, they, they can do everything. It's hard to find a total, total complete back. Now, uh, the guy from Georgia, I'm impressing him, depending on how he comes off his, off his knee, but he's, he's, not, he's not a not a Marshall Lynch or he's not an Adrian Peterson. I've and the kid from Wisconsin is the only thing close to me as far as Adrian Peterson. Those only those that those only two guys I see that can replace a Marshall Lynch. Yeah, close, in terms yeah. of his complete completeness of a back. And it's some about it's some about their mentality and their heart and their drive also. You can see it in those guys. It's like it's like when Marshall Lynch runs, 
It's like, this is the last time I'm going to run. I'm going to try to take your neck off if you get close to me. So that's how he runs. I haven't seen him run. The only two guys come like this, those two kids come up, Georgia and, and uh, Wisconsin, respectively. I don't see anybody else out like that. What about this kid? I don't know if he, I don't, I don't think he's uh, coming out this year, but uh, the kid plays for UCLA. He's a linebacker that, uh, God, I can't Miles Jack. Miles, Miles Jack. Jack, yeah. Now, so I'm not like Miles Jack. Now, I would like to see Miles Jack as a runner. Now, Miles Jack is a beast. If he just focused on running the ball, he's a beast. It's something, but he's, he's, got a, he's got an extra gear with also, too. But you cannot focus playing on two positions like this, especially linebacker, running back. He's got to pick one position and stick to that position. I think that takes away from him. I mean, he's really vulnerable for injury. You're vulnerable for injury when you're playing on either defensive or offense. But him playing both ways like that, I mean, you know, I know Jim. I would tell him, hey, Jim, you make this kid pick one side of the ball or not because the vulnerability of him getting hurt, the odds go up real high. Yeah, well, you but know, I like you, you, I like him better than running. He, he he likes to hit guys, and I'm sure you would have loved to hit a few guys back in your day. Well, absolutely. But I would like I like Jack as a running back. I don't like him as a linebacker. And I I think that he'll be more valuable to UCLA this year as a running back. That compensate that piece with with, with uh, Huntley leaving. Gotcha. But I I would want I like to see him as a running, back. and that that would increase their offensive status in the Pac-12. Him running the football. I agree. <laughs> it's a thousand yards guaranteed. Like, he just has such an incredible instinct. Yeah, he's a beast. You know, he's you know he's a beast. I'm telling the guy's a beast. I saw him run. I and I said to myself, man, that guy can roll. He can run. He can do it inside and out. I mean, he can run. He can do it. He's got a he's, sorry, he's got well, great acceleration. I mean, he can do it. And because he's of those defensive too. instincts, does that make him a better offensive player? No, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I think he's qualified to play both positions. But I'm, but I'm saying, is that I personally, in my opinion, I like him better as a runner. Some people say, well, I like him as a linebacker, but I like him as a runner. But I just said he shouldn't be on the field on both sides of the ball because he's vulnerable. You get that knee blown out, one, you get it either way. But I rather take my chance of doing it as a running back, and also for potentially to the next level with the run NFL, where uh, he, he, I believe he's going to make his money offensively. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's switch gears here for a minute, Ad. We we've talked to you about uh, recruiting and whatnot, and uh, t- uh, today or yesterday, uh, LeBron James made a statement uh, telling people to quit recruiting this ten-year-old kid. I mean, he's getting he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a baller, but he's getting letters from colleges uh, wanting him to commit. Uh, other, other young athletes have, have had the same situation. I think somebody committed to USC when they were still in. Uh, uh, middle school and some other kid committed to some other university when he was still in elementary school. What are your thoughts on these uh, re- these people recruiting these kids so young? Well, I think you know. To me, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy into that. I mean, but the, look, this is the day and this is the time. Look, social media, Instagram, all the hype and all these recruiting programs. I mean, it, it's just the day of the times, I and mean, it's a good thing that, that that's LeBron's kid and he can monitor that. I mean, just. Just shut it down. I mean, come on, LeBron. I mean, you're LeBron James. I mean, nobody's going to step over you. The kid has you. You've been through this process, basically. You know, you, you, whether you got getting drafted in the NBA, but the bottom line is uh, I would take it as a compliment, frankly, because he's going to be guarded by LeBron. I mean, if the kid is showing skills like that now, I mean, these, these, and, 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 and the, the thing is, if you want this to stop, the NC2H should get involved and stop them. 
You know, the NCTA has a way of doing it. If, if they want to implement a rule that you cannot do this, a kid has to be a certain age and certain grade point, grade level, then they can step in and do something about it. They can they can regulate this and, and law this. You don't have to deal with that. You know, I mean, I think it's sort of absurd getting a ten year old kid getting a letter from a university. Saying, you know, we'd like you to come to our school and blah blah. blah. I mean, I would, I look at that and laugh. Silly enough with fifteen year old kids. You know, like they're talking to sophomores in high school, and I think that's ridiculous enough. Well, they got to get you. They got to get you. Uh, they got to get you branded, man. Get you wearing, wearing those T-shirts and, uh, and those ball caps and uh, making you feel like you already uh, you're already there. Especially Twitter. Now. Well, the thing is, with LeBron, the thing was LeBron's challenge. So, the fact that he's the son, he's the son of LeBron James. So, uh, I don't think he should worry too much about that because that's LeBron James, and he's going to protect that kid to 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 the, the cows come home. So, you know, there's no there's no worry there, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He can tell them to stop, but until the NC2A steps, they say, look, we think this is bad for the kids. We think this is bad for uh, sending the bad message out. They could do something about it in a heartbeat. Otherwise, he could go to the post office like Kramer and say, I want to cancel the mail. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you you played, you played baseball, and we're pretty damn good at it. Uh, we... Uh, they're talking about uh, this rule called the pace rule. And, uh, David Ortiz uh, spoke up about it. He said it was a BS rule. Uh, I think one of the requirements is that the, uh, the batter has to always have a, at least one foot in the batter's box. Uh, Ortiz was talking about how, you know, after a pitch, he steps out of the box. He contemplates what he thinks the pitcher's next move is. You know, he kind of thinks about what he just threw, this, that, and the other. Then he steps back. Right yeah, thing. exactly. He goes through his ritual, steps back in the box, and ready to play. Uh, with the new pace rule, uh, apparently there's only a couple of reasons why a, a, a batter should not have one foot in the box at all time. What do you think about the changes? I guess they're trying to speed up the game. Uh, you know, they're losing a lot of a lot of followers. A lot of uh, a lot of kids aren't playing the sport. And people say the sport moves too slowly, so they're trying to pick up the pace. What do you think about that? Well, I do agree with the pace. You know, I, I get tired of seeing. That's one thing. I, that's one thing I bothered when I was playing baseball. Even when I got drafted, number one draft pick, and all this stuff. My whole thing is, I always thought that the game should the pace should be picked up. Now, I, now you you don't have to you don't have to implement all of this other stuff. Just put some seconds on it, and that's it. If you if you if it's going to be twenty seconds, fifteen seconds, whatever it is, you back in that batter's box. I mean, I know some guys sit up there, it'd be a minute sitting out there, you know, just in the box. Some guys stand, some guys stand there out of the box for almost a minute. Then you got to, the pitcher go through the Mitchell, touching his hat, touching this, touching that. I mean, it, by the time everything is done for one pitch, it might be three minutes. <laughs> That's true. They all, they're all superstitious. They all got, I, 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 I still love watching, I, over the years of watching Nomar uh, play, because he would step oh, out, and, mm -hmm. he, he, you know, and Velcro with each glove and, you know, sign of the cross, this, that, and the other. He's got about a, like you said, about a 45-second ritual before he steps back in the box after each pitch. Um, hey man, I'm not going to church, man. Just get in the box. <laughs> now, I don't want to see you, you know, preaching to the sky. I want you. I want you to baseball either hit through the infield or hit out of the park. I mean, let's. I, I would still like to see the game speed up a little bit and move and stuff consistently. That's what I would like. Because a lot of times, a lot of times, this stuff you're trying to break a rhythm. That's what these guys, some of these guys, are doing. You know. Yeah. And so the thing is, I like to see a pace on the game. I really, I really would. Now that might be odd for me being a baseball player, a former player, but I'm just, I'd like to see a limit on all this stuff. Well, you know, 
I could see. I guess yeah, because you know, in some cases it is a boring game. It can be. You know, it, it can be a boring game. You know, I, so I could see some of it. Like you know, I guess like you know, in the NBA they have so many seconds to throw the ball inbounds and whatnot. I could see something like that when you talk about the time and things like that. But I think, you know, some of that is just a part of baseball. That's just kind of the, the way the, the nature of the game. Um, and the game's long. I mean, the game <laughs> games. You know, if you're going to go to a game and go to a baseball game, you got to figure out you're going to spend some time there, and, and hopefully it doesn't have to go into extra innings. I've Listen, I, I went to – I don't. we don't see too many doubleheaders. I remember going to Angel game. I went to a doubleheader, and they both went in extra innings. It seems like I was there all week. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, – Oh, no, I, but, I, but I, I like to have some some time limit on the game. So, because if not, some some guys get in the batter's box, they're ready to go. Some yeah. guys, it takes a week to get in the batter's box. And some pitchers – pitchers take all day just to just go through their whole routine. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the reality of it is whatever rule they – Establish and enforce. The players will adjust quicker than any fan, quicker than anybody. I mean, these guys will. Oh, okay. I have 20 seconds to to think about what's coming up and scratch myself and get back in the box and go. And the pitchers, oh, I've got you know whatever set number of time and I have to throw again. And this shake, shake. Yeah, man, it's like you know, stuff they're watching the fashion so we schools got pulling on their clothes and all this kind of stuff. I mean, just get in the batter's box, man. Come on. The pine tar, the helmet, this, pulling on your crotch and everything. Cause, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Un- insane sometimes. Come May 1st, the players won't even be thinking about it anymore. Yeah. It'll be something the commentators and the fans are talking about, and the ball players will right. have moved on. Right. Hey, D, uh, while we're on baseball, uh, you and I had a little chat uh, the other day about PEDs and, uh, and A-Rod uh, coming back and uh, – uh, you know he's you know falling on the sword and writing letters and uh, apologizing to his teammates and whatnot and uh, you you had some comments about that. Man, first of all, let me let me let me say this to you. Uh, that's a joke. I mean, I mean that. I mean, look, you you got caught like that. I mean, I just think about back in the years when I was playing, coming out, getting drafted, and everything else, and knowing the baseball time. To be, there's no way you could have gotten away with that. You, you you'd have been done. You'd have been out of baseball. Period. They wouldn't have tolerated it back in those years at all. I mean, come on. You get popped with two or three times. You admitted that. See, see, first of all, when I look at this guy, I'm sure he has some natural ability. But if you're actually putting this stuff in your body and it's enhancing you, I mean, that's bad. If, if they say you're not supposed to take PEDs, you don't take them. And the thing that I worry about, the thing about baseball that bothers me is that how much and how many players – have been or have been taking that, and as far as I'm concerned, especially in the last 15 years, strong last 15 years, how many people have actually been on PEDs, and where where is what if the game what would the game be like if you weren't on that? So a lot, the general perception people I always talk to, I talk to one guy he says, "Hey man, they're all on dope." <laughs> I said, "Well, I mean, I don't think that's true for the guys that didn't take it, but the perception is that majority of Major League Baseball players take PEDs." And for this guy to walk around with the so-called arrogance, like apologize, I mean, I don't get the press. I mean, the press, I mean, if, if I'm a news organization, I'm not trying to follow this guy who's cheated and did all that kind of stuff. I mean, they'd have been talk- if I'd have done that 35 years ago, they'd have been talking about me like I had a tail. <laughs> but now they're gravitating around the guy. They want to know what he's talking about. And the fact is, and I think I think now with these contracts, I think I think Major League Baseball and everybody across sports, if you're caught with PEDs and doing this kind of stuff, your contract's void right away. 
They owe this man $61 million for the next three years. Yeah. He's going to get $61 million guaranteed. If they put him on the bench, they're paying him. If they want to release him, they're paying him. Now, you know what I would do if, the, if I were the Yankees? If I, if, if I were the Yankees, I would try to sit down and have a settlement with him or either say, look, you know, this is not good for the game. It's not good for the image of the Yankees. It's not good for baseball, period. The commissioner stepped in. You know something? You should eat, it, eat his contract and just pay him. Because you got young ball players, young kids growing up watching all of this. He said, "Man, if I, he could take PEDs, I could take them." Yeah. I mean, this, this, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, so you don't need that kind of image in baseball. You just don't need it. You know, uh, I think I told you before. You know, I'm a Yankee fan. My my, my biggest problem with A Rod is the son of a bitch never delivered in the, in the playoffs, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I, I remember years of uh, you know Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. Yeah, you got to step up to the plate. You get paid that kind of money. You, I mean, I understand, you know, you contribute through the season, but uh, I, you can pay that kind of money. They expect you to do something in the playoffs. He did have one. Yeah, one. One good October. One. But but put it this way. There's only a few people in all sport that are clutch. I mean, that that's a, that's a rarity in a talent and in a, a, a inner ability to have, to be clutch. Everybody's not clutch. And, and, and those are the guys that I take my hat up to in, in crucial situations when everything's on the line that is clutch. There's only a few guys can do that, and there's only a few guys, and you've seen it in history, there's only a few guys that have been clutch. Uh, you're right. And here's the thing. I don't need you to be clutch all the time. I just need you to, to, to step up to the plate and do your job. So you know what? I, it's, a difference, it's a difference between being clutch and choking. You know, you got, you're right. There are guys that clutch. Kirk Gibson hitting that home run. Clutch. Right. You know, you know. On your team, though, there was a guy named wearing number two at second base that yes. did it without all that. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but you know, you got Derek Jeter's running around and guys like that who's done it consistently over the years. Nothing tarnished him. I mean, to me, that's the great ambassador of baseball. I mean, this kid is a this guy is a leader. I'm telling you, as long as you got a guy like that, and you have this other guy on the other side that played on the other side of you. That's that's what you're talking about right there. Yep. Rick Jeter is the model athlete, the model season, and I take my hat off to him. I have so much respect for this guy that, you know, I'd have loved to be able to play with him if, if our age crossed each other. But I'm just telling you. A-Rod had gone to the Yankees as a kid rather than, you know, after already being in the league and getting big contracts and seeing what his current, what his previous methods could do for him, maybe things would have been different. By the time he got to New York, it was way too late. I mean, yeah, well, you, know, had, you know when he landed that deal in Texas, he was already, already. Well, they said when he landed the deal in Texas, he was on PEDs then. Yeah, could, that, he could have been on it in Seattle, yeah. where he, his original team. Well, you just, you just never know. I mean, and, that, and that's the sad thing about baseball. Period. With his history, like I was talking to this one guy. I mean, I'm not going to mention his name because people know who he is. The bottom line is, is that. Bottom line is is this: everybody perceives the PD things that have been going on for years, and it, and everybody wants to, are those really real numbers. Yep. And that's what everybody thinks. I mean, that's how it is now. I mean, look at me being a former guy being drafted who, who who I know could have played in the major leagues, you know, switch it. No, I I, I know that. And I mean, you know, and anybody that played against me, they know that. I'm just telling you that I didn't take any of that crap. And I hit the ball still over 400 feet. So I'm just telling you that these guys doing that, 
and cheating themselves and cheating the public. You know, I'm telling you, if I go sit up and spend my money to go see somebody hit the ball and I know that he's been cheating like that, and, he, and even if the PED didn't, didn't enhance, the fact that you were doing something they say you shouldn't do, that's bothersome to me. And anybody I've talked to said it's bothersome to them. Yeah. Well, back in the day, uh, I covered McGuire in St. Louis and Sosa in Chicago, and Mark had the gallon jar of Androstein Dion from GNC back in his locker. And none of us ever thought anything about it because we didn't know what it was until, until all this stuff came out. I think with uh, I think with McGuire, Andrestine Dion, whatever it's called, was uh, was what he said he was taking. Yeah, yeah, but well, I don't think that's he, exactly what he tested positive well, for. That's right. Yeah, he was getting <laughs> his milkshakes ain't what got him in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's it. All these guys are taking all this stuff, and the thing that bothered me more than as an athlete, a former pro, and all this kind of stuff. Is that when they were sitting up there on, the, on, on Congressional Hill and going through that whole Cinderella showcase, yeah. and uh, you know, well, uh, you know, I'm not here to talk about it. And then you have Palmero saying what he did, and you went through Roger Clemens saying what he did. But that was just flat out embarrassing. It was embarrassing for the game. It was embarrassing for all the greats that came before them. And you know, I don't know. I mean, you got these guys winning Cy Young winners, MVPs, and this whole deal doing the home run derby at the time, and then the hundred home run run. It was exciting. But the, the thing is. It was cheat. It was cheating the fans. It, you know, what I mean, come on. I mean, it was a cheating the fans. I mean, on the face, it was great, but behind everything, you know, it, was, it, was, it was it was it was embarrassing. It was terrible, disgusting. And I, I know. Now, a lot of, go ahead. I'm just I'm I'm just saying the thing that, that that really irritates me as a former player is that, man, come on, really? That's what you needed to do. But see, here's the to thing. Do anything? Andy, we talked about this before. And, and here's my issue with that. Yeah, it's cheating. But, you know, baseball at that time, it was a lot like when we talk about with cycling. It's, you know what? The powers that be looked the other way. You know, they were coming off some pretty poor seasons. They had a strike. Numbers were down. Everybody knew that McGuire and Sosa were juicing, but they had the, the, the country's attention on this home run, home run race. And uh, in, uh, Major League Baseball didn't give a shit about it. They didn't care. They didn't care at all. You know, we were talking about corked bats and all this other kind of stuff was happening, and they looked the other way a lot of, on a lot of these things. And you know, it now became prevalent. Now you're trying to clean up your act after the fact. You know, they should have never looked the other way. And you know, during those times, and and, that, and I agree with you. If it's in, if it's the rules say you can't do it, you shouldn't be doing it. But just like Peter and I have talked many times about the cycling thing, you know, when Lance Armstrong got stripped of his uh, his yellow jerseys, it didn't go. None of them went to the second place guy. Most of them didn't go to third place guy. A few of them didn't go to the fourth place guy. They had to go six, seven, eight deep to give it to give it to somebody who tested clean. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, so you're you're talking, and I don't think baseball was much different in that era. Unbelievable. Well, in other words, you're basically saying that Major League Baseball is for the blame too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. On oh, that context, A.D., now these guys are, are Hall of Fame eligible. So what do you do with them? I mean, you've already got Pete Rose, who's battling the, the, the gambling deal. Right. So now you've got the PEDs with the Roger Clemenses on down. What do you do with them? Well, well, well first of all is this. If 
you, if you're considering putting these guys in the Hall of Fame, you put Pete, you, you, you put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, you might as well go and do that. But as far as saying, you know, I would keep all of them out. I don't care how many home runs you've hit. I mean, you know, Olympic or Paralympic athletes. In fact, they changed the suspension time from two years to four years for us. Yeah, she's right. So we have absolutely no chance of making it if you test or do anything like that. So I mean, there's no absolutely no tolerance for it in Olympics and Paralympics. So why are all the other sports so different? Well, well first of all, well, first of all, if from from Olympic standpoint, I would follow the the thing with about the with the Olympics. I would follow their, their their rule and their guidance and stuff. I mean, if you get caught doing that stuff, you don't go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, and, and if I'm commissioner of baseball, I'm not letting these guys in, period. I'm not letting you in there. Not at all. If you caught and got busted, that's it. There's no way you're going in this Hall of Fame. You you, you would tarnish the Hall of Fame, and it would be an you know, insult to the guys who got in there properly. And, and, that, and that's how I would do it. I would follow the lead of the Olympics. If you're busted, you're done. There's no ifs, ifs and about. That's how I would do it. Ad, as uh, as we wrap things up, uh, I just want to I just want to get your opinion on a couple things that have been happening this week. Uh, last week, our show uh, prior to you coming on, our guest was uh, Bob Case. Uh, and Bob Case, uh, you know, good friend of the show. He's been on a few times, and I know you know who he is. Uh, you know, he 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 had some things to say about. About your alma mater, about your uh, your alma mater's AD, uh, and and there's been a lot of a, uh, a lot of um, comments on the internet since then. I don't know if you heard the interview. I don't know if you had a chance to uh, to, to listen to it in the archives or anything. Um, but uh, have you heard anything? And, and uh, has it got anything get back to you? And if you so, what, what what were your thoughts on some of the things that Bob Case spoke of? Well, he's 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 definitely entitled to his opinion, and uh, a lot of people do. And uh, I mean, he was poignant, from what I understand. And the thing, the thing, the end of the day, is that, from what I understand, what he is really trying to say, what he's he's used to seeing USC football played at the top. And I know he refers a lot of times to the great '70s and stuff with the era that I played in, the decade that I played in, is that that set the standard. He wants to see that back to that standard. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, I played, I played in the greatest year in the school's history with all the sports, tennis, baseball, swimming, golf, where we won national champions. And I was like, I was on five national titles there, three in baseball, two in football. And that's what he's referring to, basically. That's what he wants. That's what he wants to see. He don't want to see mediocre stuff and rationalization of, well, well we had a good year, we lost four again. Well, that's, this is USC. They expect, they expect more out of there because of the standard that was set. So that's what I got got to take out of that. Now all the other things uh, he's entitled to. Right. Well, Ad, as always, it's a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you and, and talk sports and talk about what's going on in, in, in the world of sports and getting your thoughts on it. Uh, you know, as a professional athlete and uh, as uh, somebody who actually, you know, knows his facts, and we uh, we always enjoy that. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week, man. Well, I try to stay up on top of the faction. Sometimes I don't get them right all the time, but I try. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the man. Now, now I know, I know, I know, I know. You, uh, you, you, you pick out some fine dining establishments. You, uh, you hitting place up this week? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, I like the Del Frisco's. You know, I mean, I'm just waiting for you to get your. I'm waiting for you guys to get your your chips together so you can take me out there and give me that. <laughs> 
serve you up some dehydrated food. <laughs> I can row you to Catalina. Hey, I like that, AD. I, I think you owe me a row. You should go to the row with me or something, you know. Come on, AD. Well, you know, I enjoyed our conversation, you know, when you called me on the sat phone or when I, I spoke with you on the sat phone. But, you know, I think you really got to go out and get a row with me. Well, you know, something. can we arrange that? I mean, I still got we some can. strength. We certainly can. All right. Hey, I think we should Catalina. do that from Newport to uh, Catalina and back. What do you think? Sure. Uh, look, <laughs> you, you better have a... Celebrity row. Hey, you better have a fire under his ass there. there. you go. Let me tell you something. You better have a coffin ready for me when we get to that coffin. <laughs> How about a life jacket? <laughs> How about some pot roast? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Right. AD, as always, man, it's a pleasure. We'll be chatting through in the week, and we'll talk to you again next week, brother. You all take care now. You take care. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Anthony Davis, five-time national champion, uh, USC great, and uh, played in the NFL as, as well as all those other things, and five-time All-American also, and we always enjoy having a chance to chat with him. We're going to take a quick break. This is Danny Rosner. This is called Hitchhiker. Back after this.
It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion? After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Kate Pearson from the B-52s for Rad. Getting drunk is your own business, but when you drive drunk, you make it everybody's business. Don't drink and drive. Be responsible, plan ahead, and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives, and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. This is Doc Johnson. Gary Corman. And Alan Frank. We are the Heat, Heat Seekers, and, and you're listening to Swoop's World. And welcome back to Swoop's World on the Talk Story Radio Network. Uh, and we're still here with uh, the whole crew still here. We got yeah. T-Bone's in house. Uh, Angela's still hanging out. Lou Stower's still hanging out. Me and hey. Peter are hanging here. And uh, Deb's over there all quiet. I'm going to get to see you guys enough. <laughs> as soon as the red light comes on, Deb goes silent. <laughs> well, that's that's fine for her. It, it sucks when we have a guest that does the same thing. Though we've we've had a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should never have me back. <laughs> like I said, we, we never had, had, we had, 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 had we never had the impact. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've been so silent tonight. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, Lordy. So, so T-Bone uh, is in the midst of, uh, as you were saying, you're doing all the uh, the wedding planning things, and uh, uh, you're tasting dun, all the dun, cakes dun. and uh, all that kind of good we stuff. Well, we're not doing any... We should probably go do some of that anyway, but I mean, yeah. my, my mom's going to make the cake, so... Shucks should go taste it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't really even... I don't get any joy out of cake at this point in my life. But, I mean, oh, I, I come on. Fiend, so. Yeah. No, because my mom makes, she's a, she's a, a baker, baker. And a cake decorator and all that stuff. She's been doing wedding cakes and things like that. So, so how many years has she been trying out recipes on you? Oh, since, I mean, I was, I was ruined on cake by the time I was four or five. Because, <laughs> you know, when you bake a cake, you cut that part off the top. Here, to T-Bone, nice try this banana cream spice. And that stuff that you cut off the top, the, the bulgy part on the top, that's just, Usually the best part. that's heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so the filet. Give me the flat part, and I'll screw this. The, the big, yeah, no. I, I was ruined on cake by the time I was like five or six. Well, at least old. T-Bone didn't have to go through the 70s when it was carrot cake. Uh, I carrot cake somewhat. You know, they get it a little bit every now and again, but... Yeah. So where yeah. where are the nuptials going to uh, take place? In uh, Palos Verdes. So we can crash. Yeah, it's up there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> after, top, top secret location. It's after dark, so yeah. Okay, there's, <laughs> there's like... Hard to find. How, how many two or three places are there in, in the PV? Well, there aren't too many structures above ground other than the pipes because okay. the land shifts so All much right. you can't right. really do anything with it, right? So it's got Who like has fireworks park, right? for this from this garage? It's all horse property, isn't it? Horses and trails and... There you go. Hey, I'm getting a hand cycle so I can take your book and I can go check out the trails. You should. I, I tell you what. To. Here's the thing. Here's, he he makes fun of me about his book. But every time I'm on a ride and I end up getting... 
far away from home or whatever, or, or even if I get lost, I call him up. I go, hey, man, I'm out here. And he says, you, you got the app? I go, yeah. He goes, he says, well, you know, if you take the app and you go to, you know, ride number 65 and ride number 27, they merge together, and that's right there where you're at. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to have the app. Yeah, man, it works. So connection right here. Do you need the app when you get about a third of a mile away from the house? Is that? No, no, you know what? It's, I, I, oh, it's the, last time I, the last time I, I wasn't lost. I had written to my. Know I, where I, I, was. I, I knew exactly where it was. I had written to my it was kids. Exactly somewhere. No, I no, not that. I was, <laughs> the last time I said I had written Ooh. to my kids' game, and my kid had a, a soccer game in Irvine, so I had written to Irvine. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. everything looks like there. Yeah, so, so, it, it does. You, you I had, get lost. I had stopped, and I, I got. I was eating, eating a little lunch, and I figured, hey, I'll call my other riding buddy up, tell him what's uh, where I'm at, what's happening, see what's up, and then he says, hey, oh, oh, he goes, I know exactly where you're at. He goes. You know, I wrote a route right through there. And I go, you did? And he goes, yeah. You, you the the university uh, high school, right? That's what, you're at the university, but I, I, by the high school. Yeah, he by said, high school, yeah. you ain't making it home. <laughs> I, like, I like his way. It's faster. <laughs> Call your friend. Yeah, he wrote I, the book. I, and, and he says, hey. Take the Metrolink. He goes, if you catch on that, you know where that bike path? I go, yeah, I just rode past that, you know, that riverbed. He goes, well, that connects to this and to that. And I'm like, oh, that might even be quicker than the way I came. So that's what I did. It definitely is more scenic. It is more scenic. It is more scenic. Did you have, like did you have seafood or pasta there? You know what? I actually ate at. Uh, uh, you familiar with where UCI is? Yes. Yeah, right across the street, they got an In and Out. Oh, there's the Lee sandwiches right there. Oh, yeah, I was at In and Out, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was there. And, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice ride. I mean, it was, it, I rode from Long Beach to Irvine and back. You did the 55 miles. Yeah, yeah. No, I did get lost in San Diego. I did get lost in San Diego. That I wish I really would have thought we about. We should it. talk Irvine eateries one of these days. Oh. Very cool. Maybe not. <laughs> well, you let me know when you're ready for your uh, uh, intro. I'm having internet problems. Uh. Oh, what do you want to know? Internet challenge, life. T-bones, internet problems. That's fine. We can just, you know. Did you go to Jared? That's what we wanted to know. Oh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's timeout. Further than seventh? Uh, it might have been two seventh. I kept going on Obispo because I didn't want to turn right and then come back. I turned on from tenth, and the paramedics were just driving. Okay, past yeah. So, me. so the shit hit the fan somewhere on Redondo tonight. Um, so, by yeah, between not having been here in weeks and weeks and getting rerouted by emergency personnel, I I was like. Where the fuck are we? I was already going to be late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that great Indian tribe. Yes, exactly. See, he knows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My ancestors. It is, it is great to be back here in the studio. I got to say, it's. Uh, you look better. Thank you. Uh, you know, I haven't had anything to drink since Saturday, so. OMG, this, you're, you're way behind. I was, I was How'd that happen? 
Isn't it cleaning fluid night tonight? What? Come on, he's yeah, behind. You can make IVs when you can't entertain. You know, take take it the other way. So. Or, you, you weren't here when he, he was uh, inviting us to the board meeting. He has board meetings uh, quite frequently at the AI. Oh, okay. Now, I haven't been to the AI since I was at Cal State Long Beach, I believe. I walk by it all the time. But. There you go. Your your underwear is still on the wall. <laughs> I'm sure I got some DNA there for sure. Oh, thank you for that. I'm gonna wear latex body body suits from now on. There should be a policy any time you go in there, even before you heard that. <laughs> no, they opened up the wall, so yeah, yeah. there's no more portholes there. So. It just means that things can come out. Things that come in from the outside. So know, exactly. Those <laughs> mean things that were already on the inside are going to disappear. No, there's other people rolling on the ground, so I they picked that up. I may never go there again. <laughs> <laughs> right. your, you said that's my type of place. That, good old AI, man. I no one no one owns any stake in AI here, do they? Uh, oh no, well, no. Right. So, <laughs> a good friend of mine. This was not me. I mean, I've injured myself there, but, you know, that was my own damn fault. Injured yourself? Oh, yes. Did you slip in the restroom? No. No, but a friend of mine slipped uh, in the bar itself, in the women's not room. in the restroom. Straight up broke her face. Just feet gone, concrete face. And the, the bouncers were like, oh, everything's fine. I'm like, they swept her under the rug. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure she's hurt. Oh, we'll get her some ice. She broke her orbital thing. Oh. I mean, it was it was a shit that storm. That sounds bad. Wow. The ice was a good idea. Though. The ice was. Yeah, yeah that's was a good, good idea. Did they uh, offer Advil? They probably offered her a free pitcher. Or, or yeah, uh, yeah. Well, of the house, one, pitcher of the yeah, house wine. It was an interesting moment. Granted, it was rainy that day, but this was all the way in the back of the joint. It was funny. It was, I mean, funny in the sense that it happened and there's nothing we can do about it now. Statute of limitations. <laughs> so that's a sport in of its own. Statutes of limitations or gravity? Yes. <laughs> gravity, sucks. Oh, gravity does suck. But it's the law. The gravity league, that's in the uh, European soccer league, I do believe, which uh, you know, soccer sucks. I still want to go to so does gravity sometimes. Gravity. When you're over forty, gravity sucks. <laughs> Where's the research at on that? Have they done anything? I don't know. There's, you know. How the Dodgers do today? I'm selling tickets on his little private thing, but I highly doubt that I will ever get into space. But yeah, I'll put it on my bucket So you didn't, you didn't sign up to be one of the 100 people that go on a one-way trip to Mars? You have like a I million don't bucks. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think I can't remember who is spearheading this effort, but I know that it's not uh, a Branson effort. It's not a Branson yeah. effort, but. Um, I think it's somebody from the Netherlands. Yeah. Bresnikov. <laughs> somebody with a good spin. Yeah. Uh, they had I don't know how many, how many hundreds of thousands of people apply for you know to be considered for this pool of 100 folks that they shoot up to Mars and. Everybody I actually read a, a blog about a, a, a woman who has signed up for that, uh -huh. and she's married, and <laughs> her husband's 
they're like, you know, she says, you know, she fully expects to go. I mean, it is like a, a there's like a, a three-year, when it gets close enough to the, the, the thing actually being feasible, then there's a three-year training period or whatever. And what did the husband say? They're, they're saying, like, what are you going to do when that happens? He goes, uh, well, we'll get divorced then because I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, and they're being him, and he goes, they go, you good with that? He goes, oh, you know, as long as I have these moments with her now, it's all good. And, you know. Now, here's, just, just, you know, because we're sticklers for the rules here on Swoops World, do, would you need a divorce at that point, or would you have to just, you know, sit around waiting for her to possibly come back? I mean, that, what's the... It depends no on the. For this in our current marriage laws. I think it depends on the DNA results from the murder investigation at that point. Or the husband goes down yeah. to Costa Rica. <laughs> I think he's like, you know, whatever. Whatever yeah, protects your assets. Yeah. He'll go, he'll go <laughs> to lunch. What a tangled wet weed. A 12-year-old Costa Rican would protect my ass. <laughs> <laughs> He should, probably, he should probably pull out a, a nice big uh, insurance. Hey, 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 uh, hey. You know. To, 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 there's a good chance he's not going to make it. She was, saying how support, she was saying how supportive he was. Yeah, whip it out. Stuff. Whip it out. I just, you know, as long as they don't end up on ID discovery, I think that's all good. It'll be fine. <laughs> Speaking of long shots. Uh, 48 hours. We've had a, a couple of... A couple of graphic designers over the last two weeks come out with proposed redesign concepts for the helmets of all the NFL teams. Did you see the Browns? <laughs> I can't even so, imagine. This, this is what makes it, it so much better. These, you know, a couple of amateur dudes in their spare time tinkering on Photoshop come up with mind-blowing concept radical wholesale changes for every team in the nfl really and there are some really cool ones in the midst of a bunch of things where it's like oh, that's probably not a good idea they should probably stick with what they have uh-huh. and then the official the actual cleveland browns organization who have the most i'm gonna euphemize and say traditional uniform in the nfl it's friggin' ugly and boring i mean it's an orange helmet and some brown pants and switch out between a white or... But for his time, it for was its pretty time, nice yeah. start. For 1928. Yeah, when awesome. Jim was still playing and, there. You know, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. But they went through this big Twitter buildup to say, oh, we're going to be changing our logo here. You know, get ready. New stuff coming out of Cleveland. And... They went from orange to the, the, yeah. year. The problem is that the, the Browns logo, the Browns logo, the, their helmet has nothing on it but a stripe down the middle. So their logo, in it's terms orange. of like on on TV, when you see oh, there's there's the Patriots flying Elvis head guy, you know, there's the Steelers and their three stars, there's the lightning bolt for the Chargers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The Browns logo is the helmet, the yeah. orange helmet, you know. So their their big deal for changing the logo was to make the orange slightly brighter and turn the gray face mask to a brown face mask. And they they slightly changed they changed from a block lettering font for the Browns wordmark to a different block lettering font. 
<laughs> Sounds like something Roto-Rooter would change. For <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I could have tasked the sixth graders at the middle school <laughs> with a Photoshop project, and they would have come mm. up with something, if nothing else, much more imaginative. You don't think they should have said, let's go from orange to orangey. <laughs> I mean, there probably would have been a pool of blood on the ground underneath the helmet if I would have let the middle school kids do it. But almonds and the brownies or something? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, there were so many. There was so much potential. There were so many things that could have been done. And could have, would have, should have. Yeah. Granted, the the actual uniform reveal is still about four or five weeks out. So they could do they wow. could do something different with the. The awful colors. They should let Nike so take sorry. over like they do with the college. Oh, Nike's absolutely. You mean with the University Nike's of Oregon? All over yeah. Because <laughs> they got like 97. Nike store. I've seen yeah. some of their new colors. 97 glow in the dark uniforms. <laughs> they could have at least. How many if, ways if can you really make green and yellow bright? But the fact that they changed the color, the, the shade of orange at all, is a testament to the fact that Nike was involved. But uh, yeah, Nike owns the NFL in terms of clothing. So That's why guys get in trouble for wearing different hats. And shit. Yeah, and if they don't black out the Under Armour or the Adidas or whatever on their shoes, they get fined. Yeah. You know what? Which to me is kind of a pain in the ass because you know here you know you, I, you listen. Okay, yeah, they they have contracts with these other companies and whatnot, and I know that the, the NFL has your official stuff. But if you got stuff that you like to wear, you know, like would you feel comfortable? I mean, everybody wears Under Armour. Everybody wears Under Armour. I don't. You should try it. I, I still go to Costco. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the athletes. Oh. No, uh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's all right. I'm far enough away from that. No, I mean, they, even I, though Angela is not, I all, am. They all have a, you know, they all wear Under Armour and whatnot. And you, go to, you, get, you, you force them. To meet with the press, you forced them to talk. I'm to still the press. trying to get J.C. Penny for uh, for an endorsement. <laughs> they force us to wear stuff we so, can't so, perform our best in right. because it doesn't fit right and it's not comfortable. So you come out, you come out of the waiver, you come out of the locker room after a game, you know, and you got to sit there and get asked these questions, and then the NFL. You, know, you got to think a little bigger here. What? I mean, these guys Walmart. are millionaires. Yeah, and they don't got to black that shit out. They don't half the time. They pay somebody else to do it. Hey, when you're done deflating the footballs, can you black out my eyes? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, sir. Come on now. You don't even need to go behind closed doors. To yes, do this. sir. You get extra points for doing this in front of the camera. And you're going to get a million dollar bonus. I'm going to put the cloud right behind his butt. We're going to fire you for deflating the footballs, but then you're going to get a million dollar bonus. For that too. Yeah. T-Bot, I wish you would hear last week because you would have had. We 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 were talking about it at the time. We said if T-Bot was here, he would have all the right words to describe how shitty this beer is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, we're back to the beer. Oh, I don't know. Really? Extraordinarily bad. I'm slightly disappointed that I didn't get to talk trash on a terrible beer. Yeah, now I am too. At the same time. Can we try it again? Oh, we, we did that. We yeah. did have a. Uh, you got any leftovers? Whether or not. Uh, you have any no. flat version of that crap? No, 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 okay. He wouldn't even let me pour it to plants. <laughs> no, yeah, my plants uh, I did no, he's got some high quality like, rosemary know, crap. Yeah. People might have drank this. 
And you're like, no, even T-Bone wouldn't drink this. <laughs> He's like Mikey. Mikey eats everything. No, even Mikey would drink this. <laughs> in, the, in the alley back of this garage, there's some high-quality possums. Oh, yes. So, no. yeah. Skunks as well. Sorry, man. I know you were on a roll. I just, it was just get on me. I... Yeah, I'd love What's to the be score, able to wear what it, what's comfortable and what I can perform best in. But what I'd love more is because I'm not really supported financially as an athlete, would be the ability to fucking get a sponsor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we have to do for Angela is have to bring her out of her shell. Oh, on her spinnerjy wheels. Yeah. How hard is it to push with tape on your wheels? You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Official wheel sponsor? Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Uh, Firestone. Well, um, pitchers and catchers are reported, and nobody really cares yet. Because I do. Oh, you're talking baseball. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What are we talking about? Come on. Bring it up. Bring, it, bring the volume up, T-Bone. Pitchers and catchers reported to Arizona. And uh, in other news... And Clayton Kershaw ran from uh, home to first. <laughs> which is, you know, further than he normally jogs from the dugout to the mound. I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's he never, has to, he never has to run from the bullpen, so he's good. Yeah, right. His life's pretty good. Right. It is. Maybe we should put a time limit on that for the pace. <laughs> and, and I got to the mound for Kershaw is like four steps. So. <laughs> and Mike Trout's not going to talk to the media until March 28th. Is that because he's not old enough? No, because... Is it one of those I'm not that's old it. They, to yeah, that's it. Yet? It's like, you young bucks... No, you gotta... no, because that's the day after deer hunting season. <laughs> he is a country kid. He's from Jersey, isn't he? Yeah. You guys think I'm kidding? He's from Jersey, right? <laughs> yeah. Just look at him. He looks like he's got a, he's, I mean, he's got a half an ounce of tobacco in each. each <laughs> no, I gotta say, he is a is a nice kid. You ask him, hey Mike, he, he's on his way out of the uh, clubhouse, and he'll stop. He'll talk to you. So he's a, he's a good guy. Not like uh, Josh Hamilton. Well, is it Josh in trouble he, right he, now? He's busy right now. He's in New York. Is it? Yeah, he's uh, he's had to report, huh? Chat with some folks in, yeah. uh, in the home office. I don't know. Is Joe Torre still working there, telling people what what they're supposed to do? Easy on Joe yep. Torre, man. Easy, <laughs> easy. I'm just asking because you know he's he's talking to somebody in the in the you know the headquarters. He used to announce Angel Games, didn't he? Who? Torre. Well, he's the um, the head of disciplinary. Yeah, I think and I think during the action prior prior to, prior to being the uh, the, the Yankees uh, manager, I think he was the uh, one of the Angels announcers, uh, radio announcers. Way back, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he worked with Bob Starr, yeah, and um, was one of the front runners to be the Angels manager until um, Gene Autry said, "Nah, I think we'll hire Don Baylor and Jim." Well, let's think of Jim Fergosi first. Fergosi, yeah, and then. Um, uh, uh, Tory went to back to New York, and and create really created his legacy. Yes, he did. Because Tory was really not, you know, he was an okay third baseman, infielder, catcher for the Cardinals, but never really caught on until he was the manager for the Yankees. How many how many managers were great ball players? I mean, you know. Well, Lasorda. I mean, he was a very good player. Walter Alston. Yeah. A lot of them were guys who had... Tony LaRusso. He's made an incredible run as a manager. 
Yeah. But he was a good was ball a player. player. He was a good ball player. Yeah. He was an okay. But uh, like Billy Martin was a great ball player, but he was a, he was a, great, he was a yeah. great, very good bad that's, player. That's the deal. I mean, yeah. you got guys who they have the want to. You know, I read, they have the know-how to. They just don't. I read an article once where they, they had kind of broken this down you know, across all sports, and they said a lot of these great athletes are horrible coaches and managers because they don't yeah, understand why people. They, yeah, they don't. And Larry Bird, they, say they, don't, they don't understand why people don't get it. It's yeah. like they get it because it, it comes natural to them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why don't you get this? Why can't you just make this shot? Why yeah. can't you just throw Larry this Larry Bird was better at it than Magic was. Magic just had no patience at all. Yeah, they, they say a lot of if you can't, if, can't do, look, can't do He that. was 6'9", had 10 assists a game, and, and scored 20 points a game, double and win, had 10 rebounds a game. Yeah, exactly. Larry Bird had 30 points a game, period. So it's like, all you got to do is get that guy over there on the ball. So that's why he was a better coach. But Magic was an awful coach because he has so much expectation. Apparently he was a good TV host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Fox, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's a super nice guy, though. I, I, I bet him a couple times. Oh, yeah, he's going to come in your show yeah. now. Yeah. Right. We're going way back. We're going way back. I'll have to explain to him how, how we met, where we were. That's <laughs> it. Still welcome. That's it. Uh, I'm doing Wendy Williams, sorry. You know, I didn't come here expecting to hang out with Magic Johnson, so it's okay. That's all right. Go with if, that. He doesn't, if he doesn't want to hang out with us in studio, it's his loss. We got loose hours, man. Yeah. What about Lewis Dennis Howard? Rodman? <laughs> what? Get Dennis Rodman. I love Dennis, man. Oh, yeah. Get him here. Yeah, okay. We'll have to go down to Josh Slocum's. Is he still Let's on go. that? See, I'll row with Anthony Davis um, first, and then I'll row with Dennis Rodman. Yeah. You know, nah, he don't want to do that. <laughs> he doesn't own that anymore. Long huh? limbs, though. That's Your boat will fall apart. Well, what's he going to wear? Wedding dress. No idea. A wedding dress. Yeah. That would be interesting. Probably a gold lamb strap. <laughs> this would be interesting to row with all these celebrities and sports figures. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do that. Yeah. I could do that like for the rest of my life and not row across another ocean. I think. I think she just invited us on the boat, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Celebrities and sports figures. I, 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 cha- I challenge everyone else to here to go. Throw a little barge behind with some stationary bikes. <laughs> <laughs> you make you think you're a, a, a Viking or something. I rode 50 yards with with Angela from the uh, rowing center to the to the dock. And she was on my ass the entire way. No, go over here. No, go over there. Oh, look over there. Look at there. There's nothing out here. Oh, no. Yeah, there was stuff. I was going to say that I, I've only rode the Oregon. I've never been in the water. But I do remember I did row. What's that? Uh, across the street from Knott's Prairie Farm. You used to be able to row over there. Was that Independence Hall? Whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not with Angela. I, I rode there about 35 or 40 years. Yeah, they were new she would have been on your ass the entire <laughs> Okay, th- this is the deal. If you can go from the Long Beach Rowing Center to the Second Street Bridge without... that That's what? 500 yards? Oh, I don't know. Well, think about how many meters that course is. 
the whole course is the, just 2,000. From the boat yeah, launch to that first from bridge? From the boat launch to the launch. I competed there. Oh. That'd be I'm going to bite my tongue right now, woman. From the rowing center to the to the uh, to the launch site. You, you, it was your first time, okay? You need some lessons. You need that in the nicest yeah. way possible. Yeah. I mean, she's written, uh, she's rowed across several oceans. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah, Shut look up. At, look at the uh, sissy. Uh, I mean, okay. All right. If I were to get out there on a boat with her. Okay. So she, would, what, she would be telling me all kinds of short, short words. Okay, that was the second time. She was, she was harder on me the second time than the first time. Okay, so yeah, what is that? You would obviously set her expectations quite high. All right, no, I'm trying to set up, kind of, I'm, I'm trying to set up a challenge here. What's your challenge? What's the challenge? Careful, be careful. This is archived. It's all archived. From the rowing center to the Second Street Bridge launch site. Okay? Without you. For you telling them what to do? That's not far enough. That's not far enough for me to have to stop telling somebody what to do. It's not enough of a lesson. Well, wait a minute. You, you, you told me how, how many <laughs> how many times did you tell me to do this that the other go? Bu, 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 bu. Was it your first time? Did you need instruction? Yes. <laughs> Are these guys different? <laughs> no, and they would get instruction. I would tell them what to do. Okay, all right. I, I know how to run. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> so I know what I'm doing. You wouldn't need instruction. <laughs> all I've ever done on boats is drink. So. All right, so there's there's hundred bucks. There's hundred bucks, and we, we got three hundred bucks coming to you right now. Yeah. We just what else we got going on, man? Uh, you know, uh, it's a topic because it is winter time, even though we forget that here in Southern California. It's winter everywhere else. Winter everywhere but here. <laughs> oh, is it? Uh, and you know, it's it's hockey season, but it's. The, the NHL, it's boring until, like, April. But the Kings April's have won eight in a row. Yeah. To counteract some of the many losses in a row they had earlier in the season. They're, they're like but a, they kicked the Red Wings' arse. And that's good. All those, all those One and, to nothing. Oh. The Ducks kicked the Red Wings' arse. Good, because the city of Detroit, they're way up on their high horse. They need to be taken down. They need their arses kicked. You, I think. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not going to talk about... We love you, T-Bone. I'm not going to talk about the NHL right now, because we're going to talk a smidge about USA sled hockey, which just completed the... This is actually... That has a lot of Right after the last time I was on the show. So, you know, Angela and I have both been absent from studio for a while. But, um... Angela's a big sled hockey fan, too. Angela is an all-American badass. And <laughs> you are. It's okay. Take your I like sled hockey. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I'm, you get to check people into the, the walls and, and steal this, the puck and, and go the, for the goals. The, go the rigs that they're cruising you around fight. on the ice on You them. go, girl. You yeah. With or without a broom? How can you not love that? Are you a, are you a broom player or, or a stick player? Stick. 
They've got pointy things on the ends. So Do not bend over when you're playing with Angie. And then the you stick on the other stick end. Stick yourself along. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Team USA took on Russia. Thank God, Angela. And in three periods, it was still one to one. So they needed to go to overtime. Thankfully, it was a short overtime because 19 seconds in. The U.S. scored goal 19 number two seconds in to win the 2015 World Sled Hockey Challenge. Um, this coming 35 years after the Miracle on Ice, Lake Placid, on Herb Brooks debacle. Well, <laughs> you get your commie ass out of the studio. <laughs> Come oh, on, gee. What were you doing 35 years ago? I was not I was watching that game. Actually, I watched that game. Watched that game. Where? Uh, at my neighbor's house. Not live. It was tape played. Oh, I was eight years old. I couldn't have told you the difference. <laughs> All I know is I watched it. I was like, yes! I watched yes! it on a 12-inch black-and-white TV and tape delay. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. It was like 1980. There was color I know. <laughs> not, not my neighborhood. But there was a lot. In my neighborhood. Thank you very much, like Deb. <laughs> the mean streets of Cyprus. Yeah. Not for a downtrodden disco DJ there in 1980. <laughs> there is, unfortunately. <laughs> it's uh, subtle but stark. Oh, man. It's all... Yeah, I know. Believe me, I know. The old blob is the same. It's the big blob of blob. The blob? <laughs> Steve McQueen. What their schedule is, what they got coming up next. Um, let's see here. Out. We, I was just, uh, they're, they're going to be off for a while. In three, Ooh. actually in a month. This is USA National Sled Hockey. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. I didn't know there was such a thing. Till, and uh, granted, this is this is the second life. straight tournament that they have played on against Russia in the championship game. And the second time in a row that they have beat Russia in the championship game. Uh, last time being... In the Paralympics last year in Sochi, so um, U.S. beat Russia 1-0 in that championship game last year. So they're gonna their next game, their next uh, foray into competitive play is gonna be uh, in North Carolina. Which Ooh. is still the idea of hockey, hockey in, North in North Carolina, Carolina. is odd to me, but I that's guess even, the I rest think of the country thinks hockey, hockey in L.A. I think it's well, cold there, though. The Hurricanes it's won this Stanley Cup. They get ice. North Carolina, they get ice. March 24th to March 29th. Very temporary. The, the, the Hurricanes the won the Cup National once, all right? The National hockey team is going to be taking on, uh, taking on Canada. That would be a good match. It will. It's still an indoor rink activity. Yes, ma'am. It can be played anywhere. The Florida Panthers even won a Stanley Cup. If you're just curious to, to learn more about sled hockey, if you go yes, to USAHockey.com. Um, How about Quincy, Illinois? It's funny because I used to saying they had won. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's a snow burden area. Well, if if you are curious about this particular variety of sled hockey, yes, and you go to usahockey.com, um, the team that we're speaking of is is part of the USA Hockey Organization, uh, the same the same group of elite athletes 
that represent our country in the Olympics and the Paralympics and World Championship tournaments and everything else internationally across the globe. Um, check them out on there. It's a pretty incredible thing. Just it, just looking at pictures is awesome, and I I cannot wait to see a match in person one of these days soon. God because, love them. Um, it's it's a pretty badass thing. I mean, it, just to be that much lower, closer to the ice, to think really, about it really is the, the the differences in the physics yeah. right there, and uh, it, it's got because you have two like hockey <coughs> sticks in each hand to propel yourself uh -huh. forward, you, and you can utilize both of them. To hit the puck, mm -hmm. so you can actually pass the ball. So you can slash a person your twice. You can pass the puck under your sled back and forth between your two hockey sticks and propel yourself forward. And, and yeah, it's it's pretty exciting to watch. Wow, it's fast paced. Yeah. They, those sleds move just like just like our skaters mm -hmm. do. I yeah, I've got it. They're all padded up. They got the helmets on. The uniforms are impressive. I wish you the could see Angela's face right now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're checking each other into the side and stealing the puck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's fun. I, I, saw, I think I found a new sport for you. <laughs> T-Bone just lost it. Uh, yeah, I actually oh, yeah. tried it. I like Did it. Did you? Yeah. I saw one great picture of the goalie for Russia sprawled out. You know, like you see... You see hockey goalies giant diving. They they got overcommitted the wrong way, and they have to flip it over and dive. And I I don't know if I'm assuming because the picture ended up on the website that that was one of the goals. So I'm assuming yeah. he got beat on this particular one. But if Angelo was involved, that goalie did not live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's another one that Paralympic sport that's fun to watch is the the visually impaired uh, soccer games. Oh, yeah. It's like a world football oh, game, and the ball has a bell in it. And the, behind each goal is somebody that claps to tell them where the goal is. And they run and try to get the ball, and they, they can't see each other, other, so there's oh major collisions. Oh, wow. And they, they, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like so there's no sidelines because in that's London, the field of play. Like, oh yeah. So that they, they run right in the side of the ball because they don't know. Can you imagine the mafia of Vegas betting? That's wild. The guys in the hot dog stand going. So the ball. I can't weird. tell you when I've had a worse time. Yeah, I'm just having an awful time. You have to indulge that part of, of humanity every now and then. I have to check that out. That's that's. Well, it, it's weird too. Because I think we should do a swoops other, world. And these guys, they can't see anything. Right. And yeah, it's kind of like us just now. Just if you watch a football player make a great spin move to avoid somebody, these guys will do it. I don't know whether they have radar or what it is. They won't collide every time. Sometimes there'll be near misses where one guy will just duck like he knew the guy was there. Right. And it's like how'd the guy do that? Yeah. It's like you try to figure it out. It's like shit. What just happened? We need a swoops world team. We got a team right here, man. We're no. here. <laughs> okay, all right. We're all blind. Oh, look at you. You did that, huh? Oh, wow. Yeah. And what are you looking at right now? You, uh, Angela, sweat hockey. Angela, sweat hockey. There's nothing you won't do. Uh, you, you'll try it all. Oh, well, within reason hockey. and limits of the law. She, she just, like, uh, sometimes the, the, law. <laughs> the law is yeah, a broad Reason is very subjective. <laughs> It's a, it's a broad, great thing. Maybe tomorrow, but maybe not. <laughs> Butter, where you at, man? Oh, my goodness. Let's see here. There's. Uh, this, you sound like, a, what's his name? 
the young one. T-Bone. That's, that's, the, that's the rest of the story. We had the Ducks playing yeah, tonight. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. <laughs> good day. Why do I know that? Yeah, well, you see, you're good at that. Do you eat your vegetables? <laughs> uh, Alright, I'm going to talk about basketball for like 9 to 11 seconds. The Lakers still suck. The Clippers are still pretty good. Um, wait, wait, wait. To, put, to say still before Dude. either one of those is T-bone. to me. T-bone. The Lakers won tonight. And the Clippers were losing. Based that, that on it doesn't change his it doesn't change it doesn't change his statement. His statement's no accurate. I'm just saying. Beat me. Come on, come on. Oh, Riddle man. me this bad man. How'd the Kings do tonight, man? They were Kenneth a row, right? Mas Worso. They won like nine games in a row or some shit. The Kings are doing quite well. I think the last two words. In the recent moments. Uh, <laughs> which is good because, you know, they, they even the two seasons that they've won the Stanley Cup recently, they were they were stuttering their way through the regular season and until, yeah. until right now. Well, that's the thing oh, with hockey. Right just, just You talk about the Who Lakers? doesn't make the playoffs in hockey? I mean, come on. Doesn't everybody make the playoffs in hockey? Four teams. Uh, what? Londale teams High School. Four teams that don't make it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they, have get, they have to get the mumps or the measles or <laughs> Yeah, rubella. Uh, but you know, in this one just just was a little bit of a bummer to see. Uh, Derek Rose, who is he's out, he's, man. If you if you're not aware of who he is, he, he's he plays for the Chicago Bulls, and he's the last three years he's it's just, just been brutal. Though. His knees just don't don't want him to be an NBA star because he just it's like ah, you're out and you're out again and. As of yesterday, he's out again, probably for the rest of this season. So a lot of stars went down this week, man. Kevin Durant went down. Did Chris Bosh went did down. Derek Rose Chris went Bosch, down. Chris yeah, that was a bizarre one because he, yeah, he's, he's out with blood clots. But yeah, blood that was clots. weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like they had to like put him in a box because he's got blood clots. Yeah, it was long. It was long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, blood clots are dangerous. Those, yeah, those, yeah, period. Yeah. But blood clots are yeah. long. The only place more dangerous than that is in your brain. I mean, you're talking... Yeah, pulmonary embolisms. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're coming here and you're staying in this box and you're not going anywhere. You're not moving, you're not going anywhere. And, and, and Derek Rose gets like, what, a meniscus tear? Yeah. Back in my day, yeah, you were shut down for three to six months. But now it's three to six weeks, but Derek Rose... Does not have the frame threshold, uh, the pain threshold of uh, of say an Angela Madsen. Yeah, but at the same time, I wouldn't. If I were Derrick Rose at this point, and I had another. How many league, years he's having the league? Seven or eight, but the last three have all been. Yeah, all been injury prone, man. It's all his knees. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't played because of uh, knee surgery over the past two years, right? Yeah. And you know, if I were him, I'd yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it off too. I mean, I'd, I would cut what I'd, off his leg? The season. Oh. Know, why, why would I rush back? And I think is it and, and Durant's done for the season too, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm this is my unapologetic unpreparedness rearing its ugly <laughs> head. I don't know what the deal is you know, with Kevin Durant right now. You know, he only plays for OKC, so wait, what? I gotta kind of. 
They still no, have a team? They still have a team. Knowing the Beast, <laughs> I would say... In Oklahoma? Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm just surprised everybody else. <laughs> I would say I would say Durant will be out for the first two rounds of the playoffs. Is that it? And then come yeah. back. Come back next season when they're not... No. Come, if, if they make it to the third round... I'm, that's just my humble, unprofessional. You're, okay, if they make it to the third round, he would have a decision to make. That's my opinion. Hmm. That's fair. Well, yeah. we've talked. We've talked uh, more basketball than I planned on. I think I promised nine seconds. Way more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I have an eleven I will, seconds. I will Sorry. close by we saying. We went back to hockey in, in the middle of that. That's true. That was a little bit. Yeah. 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 There was an over and back right there. There are. I, I will close basketball by saying that Kentucky is now 28-0 and 0 in the NCAA men's basketball. And how many sophomores do they have on their team? A bunch of guys that I'm surprised are still playing college because... You know, you only have to play one year of college before you can go to the NBA. John Calipari founds these 28-year-old freshmen. And then he pays them well. <laughs> Allegedly. No, it's the wild. Are we going to do the uh, March Madness thing again this year, man? Uh, we can set that up, yeah. I actually just got an email from from the great Y in the sky yesterday saying something about $50,000 to the best bracket in the country. So, uh, you go, yeah. boy. We can set that up in the next week or two because... Um, How much does Ashley Judd uh, contribute to the program? Little to none. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. How much does she? Is this a trick question? No, I'm asking you. You're the, you're the you're the wildcat expert. No, no, I'm I'm not a wildcat expert in any way. Uh, <laughs> the state of Kentucky scares me, quite frankly. <laughs> They scare me, too. Yeah, it should. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Why? You got cousins here? You Unless you drive a newer car. I've always been more If you drive a car that's 10 years old or newer into Kentucky, then you're going to be in trouble. Other than that, you're fine. Well, I drive a pickup Spoken like a good white guy. I've been there. But it's not an American. I've been to Owensboro. Owensboro. They need some Floridians to move up there and kind of shh. Oh, To kind of neutralize it. Hey, before you finish sports, before you finish sports, man, you got to talk about UFC 184. UFC 184. Ronda Rousey and Kat Zingano, man. That's going to be a good fight. It is. Who's got 20 bucks? Can we bet on this site? Do I want to bet on it? Yeah, you want to bet? I'll bet on it. Oh, Ronda. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, My 20's on we, Ronda. We're not in the freewheeling state of Nevada here, okay? <laughs> I take Ronda too, but... We can't just be all willy-nilly throwing around uh, wagers and such. Well, uh, why not? You can we're in a state ruled by laws. You can so uh, The mayor's wage, you know, I, I, he's a... Are you going to wear Ronda Rousey? He's right at the beach. I'm in uh, Long Beach. I'll, I'll bet you some sublime. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet you uh, 10 beers. <laughs> How about that? Hey, Ron. Well, I, I like Rousey. I'm, I'm, that's who I'm taking. I'm taking Ronda Rousey. All right. Well, you're the host. I'll take the uh, you, you take the uh, upper. I'll take the lower. Huh. <laughs> okay, sports. I'll take bottom. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh. So there's going to be a fight happening. <laughs> I don't know what you. I don't know how to follow that. You know? 
<laughs> you got anything on it, man? Promote the fight. I have Damn a, it. an amateur's interest in enjoying the show. Because yeah. there are going to be two people beating the crap out of each other. It's a good matchup. Uh, you got, uh, you got Ronda, Rousey, Ronda Rousey's 10-0-0 versus Kat Zingano, we, who's 9-0-0. Are we bitch-slapping or what? And, uh, well, let's see. Ronda's the defending matchup. champion, like, whoa. Yeah, they're, they're she both owns the sport. same height. No, actually, it's one-inch difference, but same weight. All right, you take Ronda. Ronda I will give you Ronda. Ronda's a beast, man. And, and, and one round. <laughs> Angela's not even going for that one. Come on! I, I never go one round on a fight that people are paying money to no, see. No, no, that. You know, it, it, yeah. it's got to be a show. It's got to be at least three rounds. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Let's face it, the undercard on that nobody cares. I'll take the. I'll Who take. Who's on the undercard? Let's see. But Nobody even knows. T-bone. Players T-bone. Later. T-bone. Now they're T-bone. <laughs> but I'm not recognizing who's the fighting. Names. Who's fighting? Ronda and Cat. Come on. I'll yeah, take Cat. Yeah. They're both right. good fighters. I'll so, take Cat. But to go back, go to last week's he show. He still doesn't remember, want to uh, take the bet. Bob was really on about. Uh, Sheesh. Did it? He was really on about. Mayweather and Pacquiao. He was, and he was like, "This should happen." Oh, this should yeah. happen. And it happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. Day, yeah. day later, they, they were listening. Day. Day. They were listening because very next day, right? they, very Bob next day, they, Mayweather signed the contract. Man, Bob wow. told him at sixty forty. Yes, just like Bob said. Like, like Bob said. Yeah, sweep the sweep our bet under the rug here. All <laughs> you gotta understand that we're very right. careful about what right. we say on the microphone yeah, because right. this is all archived. So if you get thrown out, we're not betting for money. We're just a friendly. You no, know, I don't mean that. Yeah. I just mean you don't no, want to win or lose. And we're oh, talking yeah. about yeah, talking. We're talking. We're talking. Twenty, uh, 20 beverages. Twenty beverages. Oranges Ooh. versus uh, wait, 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 go. Twenty beverages. Twenty roses. Yeah, exactly. You get a ten o o no versus a nine o o no. Exactly. It's or a, it's, it's a good matchup. Right. If it's, it's not something, if it's not beverages, I see. I know I'm gonna yeah, lose. That was in the ad, I know uh, I'm losing. It's, it's it's a good matchup. I, I don't have a lot of stomach for a UFC in general because it's just I, I I'm just not I it's not my thing. People beat the crap out of each other until one of them is bleeding uh, profusely. Well, they don't have to bleed. They can tap out. They they boil the buck a bit. They're pretty hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why not just have a big kiddie pool filled with KY jelly then? You know, I mean. I'd love to. Yeah. I got some spare tubes. T Bone. T Bone, she's still. Motor, where you at? Uh, T Bone, she still kick your ass. There you have it. Another edition of T Bone. Listen to Swoops World on the Talkstar Radio Network. We're going to take a quick break and come back and wrap things up. This is John Gannon. This is called Fly. Really? Thank you. 
It's Saturday morning, I jump out of bed and my clothes are laid out like a fireman's. I bust out the door, blast off on my Schwinn and I ride like the wind. With those Marlboro boys with fake Pendleton shirts and their painter hats backwards, little Brad lackeys would fly. Made of earth and of plywood We stole from our father's garages And we'd risk life and limb on a whim We'd be soldiers and ducking the dirt-clad barrages With those Marlboro boys with fake Pendleton shirts And we'd curse like the sons of longshoremen And foremen was beat by the greatest But he made us reach for the sky and
faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. At 7 I shower. Every day I wake up for at those five caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org/caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. I'm Melissa, Kelly, and Gabby. We're, We're Amy Kaga, and, and you're listening, listening to Swoops World Radio. World. We want to thank Angela Madsen and Lou Stowers for, uh, for hanging with us tonight. It's always a pleasure to have Angela in the studio. Wait a minute. Are you telling us we got to go? No, I'm not telling you how to no. go. The show's about to end. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to make sure before we run out of time. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys having me here, and I appreciate all the phone calls while I was out on the boat and your support and uh, support of veterans. And, uh, yeah, great, great reporting on the, uh, the sports there. And, Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and, and I want to thank you guys for on Swoops Radio for supporting Angela Madsen from Long Beach to Honolulu in 60 days and one hour. And uh, come on out and support Angela and, and the uh, CARP program, California Adaptive Rowing Program, at uh, the uh, uh, St. Bart, St. Bartholomew's. Uh, fish fry in uh, Belmont Shore on Broadway. Come out and see it, Angela. Come out and see the boat. Come out and buy the 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 book Row of Life. Is that the is that it? Row of Life. No, the book's the Rowing book, Against the Wind. Rowing Against the Wind. Yeah, that's what it said. Rowing actually, Against yeah, the Wind. Right there in the <laughs> and she will sign it for you. And also, we're going to debut the song Spirit of the Sea. We want to. Uh, Lou, tell us what time the event is at, at St. Bart's. Five o'clock, five o'clock at St. Bart's, in Belmont Shore uh, on uh, Broadway. Broadway. What's, in, the, what's that street? What's the cross street there? Nieto. Nieto. And Nieto. Okay, so it's going to be a huge event. Angela's going to be there. It's Friday, February twenty seventh, five o'clock. Angela and her ocean rowing boat will be there, and she'll have her uh, books. And the song "Spirit of the Sea" available for for sale. If you can't make it out that night, uh, you can also purchase her book right on the homepage of Swoops World, right, right there, "Rowing Against the Sea." It'll take you to Amazon. You can get and it we'll there. And we'll make the song and you available. Can check too. out her website, rowoflife.com. 
as well as uh, check out also on the front page. Uh, we, Peter told you about uh, where to buy Orange County. AD's book is there also. Uh, how, how the Notre Dame killer recovered his brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kickoff concussion. Check it out. Uh, you can get those books and a lot of the d- different things. If you go to the front page of Swoops World. Uh, on the right hand side there you can see all the people who support the show and if you click on any one of those things there and uh, end up uh, purchasing there you uh, definitely they get the full price of what they get and we uh, we we helps us out a little bit also so check that out next week our guest is andrew peterson author of the uh, nathan mcbride series Uh, i'm really jazzed about talking to uh, andrew about that and as we always say here dream as if you'll live forever live as if you'll die today that's going to do it for us tonight you guys got any last words of wisdom there, man? See ya. None from you? You've heard mine. Mm-hmm. Good night, all. Good night. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. 